This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. What's going on, everybody? It's your neighborhood-friendly spider man, or man that's calling himself a spider. A man that is a spider, or man that's considered a spider i don't know it's me it's it's i'm all wrapped up in this guys and i'm so happy to be here with you and this podcast as always is brought to you by beat source beat source is a new digital music service for open format djs we're constantly innovating pushing the game forward giving you the ability to dj using beat source link and DJ off the cloud, we can share playlists, we've got edits, we got all kinds of stuff. And if you want to try it out, 60 days free if you use the code THE20, T-H-E-2-0. The 20 is the code, 60 days free. Let us know what you think. I would love to know. Hit me if you got questions. Hit me about anything, okay? Hit me on Instagram, at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. I got my shows popping on there. I'll be in Boston this week. I'll be in Vegas this weekend. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Hit me on there, and you will see where I'm going and what I'm doing. And thank you guys, the Beat Sourcers, for listening. You know this is available on all platforms. If you're listening and you want to watch, you can check us out on YouTube. If you're watching and you want to listen, driving around, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can check us out. Um, and now on to today's guest. We've got someone who is well-loved by DJs and music lovers alike. His passion for music and DJing has led him to work with uh, people like the Jabberwockies, creating all the music for their Vegas residency and their other tours along uh, with his crew, The Bangers. Um, he is amazing at scratching, you know, can cut it up with the best of them. He's from the Bay Area, so it's got to be in his blood somewhere there. But he's also dope at rocking all types of parties. I was lucky enough to see him very recently rock a party up in the Bay. Um, he is the tour DJ for Lyrics Born, one of my favorite artists and rappers, um, as well as on-air talent and DJ for iHeartRadio's Rebel Pop Radio with Truth Live. He also stays busy with production, dropping tons of heat on his Bandcamp page, edits for DJs around the world to use and enjoy, uh, and really his views on life and the music industry are unique and refreshing, and he's just an all-around funny and great dude that I love hanging with, and I think you will too. Please give it up. Coming from San Jose, we've got DJ Cutso. Well, let's get into it, you guys. It's the 20 Podcast, and I hope you're as excited as I am because we have got Cutso on the podcast. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey. Yo, Snoop, what do you think? Blat out. Okay, he's giving you the blat out. <laughs> you know Snoop is hype when he says blat out. Uh, Cutso, what up? How are you? Man, I'm well, man. I'm, I'm glad we finally get we we got this going. We got this going. We we, we, we <laughs> yes. We spent you know. about a cool hour getting this together. Little do people know what goes into this. It's like DJing. People think we just show up and they want to ask us to hear the new Drake song. A lot goes into this, and 
It took us a lot to even push record today, guys. We um, <laughs> had some technical difficulties, but that's how we do it. It's pandemic podcast. We're pushing through. Yeah, we're pushing through. The universe didn't want the universe didn't want this to happen. They didn't want us to give you these darts. No, they didn't. The universe the universe has been against me in a, a lot of ways this past week. Um, I don't like at some point I'm going to tell this story about. What happened to me in Vegas last week? But I don't want to take over your entire episode. Oh no! <laughs> if, I, I want to know. I want to hear that. Like, please. Okay. Should we really? We can start off the the episode with my uh, Vegas disastrous <laughs> Vegas uh, <laughs> story. All right. By all means. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys, this is uh, the DJ Spider part telling a story, but we are going to learn a lot about the amazing cuts out here. But I will tell you, like we said. <laughs> The universe was against us trying to record this episode. Many things that had no logic, did not make sense, were happening, and we we made it through. And that same thing happened this weekend in Vegas. I basically was going to have my first gig back, my first club gig back since the pandemic, basically, like since February or March 2020. I've been doing events. I've been doing different parties, but I've not done like a club, especially a Vegas club I've not done. So I did a thing like, you know, before, but nothing was like this. So I was supposed to do my first time there. So I'm like, okay, I want to make this shit super dope. Um, they got me the S11 mixer, which was absolutely incredible. So grateful. Um, I went there the night before. I practiced. I had an intro. I had a whole set. I put in way more work than like, you know, a normal <laughs> when you're like on the scene and you're going club to club. So... I go down for 10.30 a.m. sound check, which is very early in Vegas and in DJ time. And everything goes good. My computer's getting a little hot. We had to put it on an ice bucket and all this shit, but it was fine. And um, that was it. And they go meet us down here at 2.30, and uh, your set's from 3 to 5. I'm like, all right, cool. Go back to my room. I got this dope room. With the There's like a balcony overlooking the bellagio fountain i'm like i'm living the life i'm so happy i'm grateful you know life is good <laughs> going through my music i'm i'm backing up my usb stick with this record cloud program so i have my crates as record box crates as so worst case scenario i gotta switch to record box and djs totally off the usbs i want to be able to do that so i'm switching nice. i'm doing those everything's going good drinking my coffee eating my little breakfast sandwich and around 2.10, I see these crazy clouds forming, like, on some Ghostbuster shit, like, just dark, like, you know, Bowser, like, whatever, <laughs> just crazy type shit. And... Zool. Yeah, Zool was forming the gatekeeper and the key master <laughs> were coming together. And I'm like, what is this? But it's fine. I look at my forecast. I'm like, there's nothing on the forecast. Around 2.25, the most insane... I look out my window, the most insane storm is happening. Like, all of Vegas is just gone, and it's just raining, and like a hurricane. I've never seen anything like it. It's raining upwards, and like the confetti from the rooms, like 17, <laughs> from the club, 17 below, 17 floors below, is coming up into my room. Leaves are flying. You hear people screaming. It looks crazy. The lights start flickering in the hotel room, which I've never seen. And, um, you know, maybe there's some way I can edit the... Uh, the videos into this uh, story on here so people can actually see the <laughs> magnitude of like what was going on. Like it was this uh, pure, pure crazy. This was outside the room, just like crazy. Oh, yeah. um, that, that looks shitty. Yeah. Like hurricane status, like thunder. You know. 
just crazy. You don't want to go DJ a day club, right? <laughs> so, and, and like, little do I know, like, down in the club is, like, the craziest. Oh, shit. <laughs> People are, like, running for their life. Whoa. So, like... So that so I text down what's happening. They're like, we're struggling. The power went out. The elevators aren't working at the club. It's this whole thing. I'm like, how is this happening? I've never seen this. I go down. I get to the club. Things sort of had cleared up. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go on. So they start wiping everything down. They get it all dried off. By this time, it's like a little bit past my set time, like 345 or something. I'm like, all right. They set it all back up. I get ready to go on. I got my first song queued up. I set it all back up with HID mode. I got the mic ready. About to start. Boom, instantaneous, like crazy pouring rain, just right onto everything, oh, my shit. computer. And I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, pull your computer, pull your computer. It'll, it'll pass. Like, it'll just be like five minutes. I'm like, all right. So I pull my computer. And also they have like this thing playing, like the sound person had like a, a, like a playlist. It was like Montel Jordan, like this is how we do it. Just like playing <laughs> oh, oh, like a bunch of times. So like this girl comes over and she's like, who's a DJ? I'm like, there is no DJ right now. And she's like, I don't want to hear Montel Jordan again. I'm like, nobody does. Like it's just <laughs> happening. Like there's insane dark nobody clouds does. and a hurricane and, a, and Montel Jordan won't stop playing. And uh, so, yeah, that happens. And then finally, like it's for something and they hit me up and they're like, look, like the day's ruined, you know, like we're just going to have to do a makeup date and all this stuff. And, uh, so the resident kind of goes back on and finishes out the date and people are there having fun, you know, like they're partying and, and every time it would clear back up, they would come out, but there were it, my set basically got ruined. So I ended up going to Vegas doing that whole thing. And then not even DJing, I ended up going to dinner with vice that night and then went to marquee, watched him absolutely (laughs) smash it and, Went and saw E-Rock over at Jewel, and I saw Ruckus, and I, you know, all these uh, yeah. clubs. But my gig, it was, uh, like you said, God or the universe or whatever it was, was against me for that. And in the same way, it was against <laughs> us for this podcast. But we pushed through. I still had a great time out in Vegas, and we're still about to have a great uh, podcast. And, you know, it just shows you cannot predict anything in life you know enjoy every moment for what it is and also have a sense of humor about anything that comes your way because otherwise you're going to be pissed off at all times because life will just throw you endless curveballs no matter how experienced you are how good shit seems from the outside yeah man jeez yeah so (laughs) (laughs) that's tough man that's uh that's it but we're here we made we made this happen and um and also Days before that, I saw you in person, which was a, a yeah. delight, a treat. I went to, I was in the Bay Area to, to DJ this private event and the next, and I was staying in the San Jose area and I saw on Instagram, Miles Medina and you and Arcade are throwing a party called Family Affair in San Jose and I was like, oh shit, I can't leave without going to this. I haven't seen these guys in person. I love them as DJs and people and all this. So yeah, I remember I went to eat. There was this cover band playing like covers of Usher, like <laughs> loving this club or DJ got me 
going tonight and you know and then jump around it was incredible and little did i know right across this wall right behind the wall were three of the greatest djs on the planet uh Cutso, <laughs> miles medina and arcade uh, so i got to go over and hang with you guys that was so much fun and catch up with you there um so yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what have you been up to? I saw, you know, I saw you there, and then I saw you just did a show with A-Track, right, last weekend? Yep, yep, over at the Phoenix Hotel in San Francisco. That was fun. Yeah, that looked super dope. I saw you were cutting it up over uh, some track that, like, a famous person was reposting after. What was that? Yeah. Dude, Little Duval posted yes. the video. Yes, Because uh, you were scratching over his beat, right? Yeah, yeah, I was I was playing a a bootleg that I made of uh, of his tracks. That's what it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, and yeah, he reposted. Well, my homegirl, uh, you know, shot the video, and then tagged him in it, and okay. he reposted it like on his main feed. I saw, so dope. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Like, I've my my followership is like blown up since then. It's so really? crazy. I love so it. I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. So shout great. out to my homegirl Noel for shooting that. That's so dope. That just proves too. You never know. Anything. It's like we were saying, you never know what's going to happen or who's there or who's going to see something or how it's going to get passed around. Like you got to just give it your all like at all times. Yeah. Yeah. No, thankfully she caught a really good moment where I was going kind of hammy. So it was nice. You were, you were killing it. Like that was so dope to see. (laughs) And uh, the Phoenix hotel looks like a really cool, really cool place to do events and throw these parties. I've seen you guys, umami, all these people doing really cool things there and people like a track and amazing DJs playing and the crowd seems cool. Yeah, Short and Miles are doing a uh, back-to-back set next weekend. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. That's super yeah, tight. The whole, from, like, beginning to end, Shortcut and Miles, like, just back and forth. That's, like, some dream come true. Um, yeah, super, I'm going to be there for show. A lot of stabs going on and chirps. <laughs> Turbo stabs. <laughs> That's about to be stab central right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some serious stab wounds. I've been, tr- yeah, and a lot of stab wounds. And Cutso will be in the house. So a lot of stabbing uh, yeah, with hey. your name. <laughs> a lot of cutting, a lot of stabbing. <laughs> a lot of cutting and stabbing. So be careful out there, people. Bring your bring your box cutters and all your things uh, ready yeah. to go. Protect your neck. Yeah, protect yeah. your neck. Um, <laughs> uh, that's so dope, man. So, like, what else have you been up to? Or do you have any other residencies or regular parties that you've been doing or gotten back into uh, since you've been back to gigging? Yeah, you know, since things have reopened, I've kind of been a little more selective about the gigs I take. And mm-hmm. I even, like kind of uh mellowed back from some of my residencies um and i kept the ones that i knew that you know i would really um one um have a good separation between me and the crowd because i'm still a little freaked out about being in public and um and also just you know things that are just worth my while now you know like you you spent a whole year kind of you know reevaluating your career and you know your place in the game and right yeah it was just like a it was sort of just like a a a reevaluation of my self-worth and i was like you know what i'm gonna keep these residencies and i'm gonna leave these ones behind and so um i have a residency second fridays in oakland at hello stranger called just got paid and um you know i just put on you know a bunch of my friends and we just have fun rocking the party and you know gets a little yeah, man, super fun. I would love to have you sometime if you're ever in back in the area. Yeah, dude, I would love to. What what is it? Uh, yeah. Thursday, the second Thursday. It's uh, second Fridays. Second Friday. Um, yeah, in dope. Oakland. It's in Oakland. Yeah, I've seen the fly the flyer. The, just the artwork is really dope too. Oh, thanks. I do that on my phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. 
I literally do all my promo on my phone, man. Everything I do, like my what? t-shirt designs, my flyers, all that I do on my phone. That's nuts. Like what? What app or how? It's like a, it's just a, a, a bunch of apps together. Wow. Like, Killing it. Yeah. Mobile it's, design it, unit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like super DIY styles. I know there's like easier, more professional ways of doing things, but I just kind of do things the way I know how. No, it looks dope. And I mean, it shows up dope on my phone too. You know, I see it on there. <laughs> cool. Good. <laughs> so you know what it's going to look at, look like immediately. It's not like you're on there yeah. doing pixels. It's like you just got it on your phone. Um, oh, yeah, cool. No, I, I try to, I try to keep everything high res. Yeah. It looks good. You got great <laughs> guests. Uh, keeping it high res baby. Um, (laughs) like I, um, yeah, the guests you have on there look really cool and, um, and all that. Um, dope. Well, well shit. Why don't we, for the people that don't know about Cutso and you guys should, um, and hopefully after this episode, you will know a lot more and you go check out all of his other online places to find things. Um, but let's go back to the beginning. Um, you are from the Bay area. You're from San Jose, right? Yes, sir. From the San Ho. Um, a lot of crazy shit goes on in San Jose. I've seen it with my own eyes <laughs> and my own, heard it with my own ears. A lot of crazy things in San Jose. <laughs> um, some of the stories you've told me are really crazy. So I, maybe I have some, some of the craziest stories of my life have happened in San Jose. And so I can't imagine <laughs> growing up there. Uh, what it's like. And, uh, you know, we were talking we're about the Florida of California. <laughs> mm, okay that's a good way to put it there's a you're like the florida but with also this super tech and hippie-ish thing mixed in though you know what I mean? you still have some california-ness yeah. like yeah totally it's almost like you're the texas <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, more, like the you're more texas, texas you're more texas slash florida of yeah. california you just mash it together i don't know but yeah. it's i mean in speaking of like um cutting and stabbing like we were saying i'm sure there's a lot of that going on i even i've heard i've heard you speak on other podcasts and and talk in interviews and there was like stories of your first gigs or your first few things people getting stabbed at all of these things so i'm like oh you heard that one huh i did hear that and i was like oh my god this yeah. guy's coming from no, some that, serious that, stuff that really happened i mean so Man, your first gig someone got stabbed yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, back in the day, I'm, I'm from, uh, I'm from the East side of San Jose. So it's okay. you know, growing up, it's always been kind of, you know, it, it wasn't the worst part of town, but right. it was also, you know, there was some, there was some gully times and gully pockets. <laughs> yes. Gully and, pockets. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gully pockets. That's, that's my new DJ name, by the way. Um, after this show, we're retiring cuts. So I'm going to be gully pockets. Yo, now. that's, that's a tight, <laughs> that's you producer, like just all crazy hip hop beats. <laughs> yeah. That's when I produce for like Griselda. Yeah. You need like a little drop like gully pockets on the beat <laughs> g- 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 gully pockets boom 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 <laughs> gully pockets you know the fucking vibes <laughs> yes there it is I, I'm, I'm gonna take that little clip right there and use that as my drop <laughs> g- <laughs> thank g- you for g- that g- g- gully um um all right yeah yeah yes. somebody got stabbed at my first gig uh it was a house party it was <laughs> maybe about two hours into the party maybe an hour or two into the party and Somebody comes up, my friend comes up to me who's throwing the party. She's like, cut the music. Someone just got stabbed outside. And I'm like, oh, shit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Literally is my first DJ oh gig ever. Oh, my God. And then what? You just were like, we're done. Pack it up, boys. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, that's dude. That happened to I me. I remember what song I was playing, too. I was what? playing. 
once again, my Tribe Called Quest had just come out. Oh my! And I God. was playing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, just this nice, peaceful song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Conscious, you know. Oh my God! Once again, someone got stabbed. <laughs> yeah. The person yeah. that got stabbed. Hopefully, they're still alive. Um, I hope so too. No, definitely, there, there wasn't any uh, casualties. Definitely so remembers that song as well and has a weird association with it. <laughs> like when they hear like we're doing it once again like no i'm out of here no start having ptsd flashbacks <laughs> yeah just out just just running put that knife away yeah Back it up boys that's, no that's that's crazy oh my god that's nuts i mean I've, yeah. I've had shit like that too like i i dj'd i remember doing this i don't know what casino it was but it was like in the middle of nowhere like a two and a half hours from LA, like in Temecula or something. And, and oh, yeah. they were like, yo, we're going to have you DJ at this. Like Morongo Casino. Or yeah, something. it was like one of those, but I don't think it was that place. Maybe even like Pachanga or Morongo. Or a, but I remember they Pachango. had a, a, a DJ booth that was super high up and spun the whole time, which I'd never oh, no. been on since or from <laughs> then. Right? Strange. And didn't spin like, Ouch. it wasn't like, a million dollars where like it was very smooth like you know like a tesla's <laughs> on it jerky. like yeah it was like <laughs> so you're up there like holy shit like what's oh, happening no. so that was weird oh, in itself oh. because you're going slow and you're like looking around like okay who am i looking at like there's people <laughs> over here and like going over here but also then i remember there was a fight like and i and they were like there's a fight and i'm like well, what am i supposed to do and the dude just like this one dude just punched the dude so hard that he fell backwards instantaneously. And there was a fountain in the middle. It was like the worst possible thing. And the back of the guy's head just hit the like concrete lip of the fountain. And he was like, oh, shit. I hope he didn't die. But it was really bad. Like they were like, turn he off. Was the out. And I had been DJing for like. 14 minutes you know what i mean and it took at least two and a half it was at least two and a half three hours to drive there and i dj'd for like a few minutes you know what i mean it was like hey put your hands up okay like oh oh if you're in the house you know it was like be faithful and one other song had played maybe and then they're like cut it and then they're like just wait a minute and then the police come in and all this shit and they're like night's over oh my god so two and a half three hour drive back so it was about six hours in the car 14 minutes in the booth and uh was that considered an act of god as well that was an yes and i never they closed that club forever it never opened again after that night and i never oh no i don't know what some you know i've had a lot of good nights too i'm not trying to give myself a bad bad reputation here but um yeah that's i've seen some some violence shut shit down like that so okay this is about you though not me so so um, please if you're interested we're interspersing i would love to hear them we're doing it we're doing a back-to-back uh story people getting hurt and disgusting things and horrible i love it it's like a two by four yeah exactly we're doing two by four dj stories i'm mixing mine into yours um yeah track for track (laughs) Uh, I don't remember what I was playing. It might have been Usher, yeah. It might have been uh, some weird <laughs> DJ edit. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, one time I did this. Um, we were doing this new edition tribute at this little bar that we used to DJ at. Yeah. And as we're playing Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. No. Someone gets knocked out at the bar, and they hit their head on the railing, and they're bleeding all over the floor. Oh, my God. See, we are doing a two-by-four because that's a very similar type of injury and story and fight. (laughs) 
Dude. Um, oh my god. I don't know what it is, man. What is wrong with people? No, I I saw crazy <laughs> shit. Like when I used to go play that that club Wet in San Jose, like crazy. That oh, was Oh jeez. That was nuts. That's where I met DJ As Is. That was uh Oh yeah, Benji my first Shout experience Benji. with Benji As Is. I walk in, this dude's DJing, got his laptop with this big picture of tidy whitey underwear on the front. And I was like, "What is?" <laughs> and I go, "Yo, what up, man? Nice to meet you. Like, what's the deal with your logo?" And he's like, <laughs> he goes, you'll always remember it, right? And I was like, what? And he goes, you'll always remember that. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that's why. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. So, that's yes, I always will. Answer. Yeah, I definitely will always remember the good tidy whities as your logo on your under on your computer <laughs> to this day. You're right. But, Actually, um, yeah. I have another story Legend. about that club. Okay. <laughs> um. I wasn't there that night. Okay, well, there was a night where I was DJing with my crew. Shout right. out to the bangers. Um, it was like a Labor Day party, and um, this like full-scale riot broke out. It's on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to find it and post it. Oh but um, that's not even the story I want to tell. Right. Um, the reason why Wet closed down was because and it, I don't know if it was while it was club wet or if it was club glow it was like so many different clubs like throughout like my life yeah it's a it's a um, a, a wall climbing place. it's a rock climbing place now oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> wow yeah it's a rock climbing huge. gym it's been a rock climbing I mean, it gym was, for like the last it was decade. massive by like Vegas club standards yeah it was big and like my buddy even like installed all the fucking uh, aquariums in, in the place anyway um, a, a woman had gotten into a fight outside and somebody had stomped her out in the face with their stiletto. The heel went through her cheek and they tried to throw her into a cab to get her to the hospital so they wouldn't attract attention. God damn. This is the violence episode right here. This is like... San Ho. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's what happened with that. I was trying to hit the... Uh... <laughs> Oh God, I'm not missing. I'm missing all my buttons here, guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh well, uh, Pharrell's saving us. Yes, sir. Thanks, Pharrell. Oh man, um, I was trying <laughs> to find go. a good Thanks, sound Pharrell. effect for that. It never came through. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, a lot of crazy things happened. Uh, but I, I had, I had a lot of fun DJing there. Um, yeah. So, but <laughs> minus I, those accounts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, minus those, you know. But definitely, I've seen people get punched in the face a lot of at a lot of clubs people get drunk and they get stupid and you know get mad at yeah. each other that's, oh, yeah. that's that's part of the oh, yeah. game and uh and in san jose that's that's how it goes down so so um <laughs> so people get stabbed at your first gig but even going back before that um when we're going back to young cutso young cutty mart um how did you first start? Like, where did your love for DJing and your influence and just your knowledge and, uh, you know, your first visions of it? I know you were very young. So how did that all begin? Yeah. I mean, since I was a child, I always tried to, you know, find my, like, I, I loved, you know, I, up until, you know, uh, well, I think I was maybe about six or seven. Um, I was like really into like, you know, eighties music. Like I was, you know, grew up in the eighties, but like, I was really into like hair metal. Uh, and, like, and you remember like six and seven years old being into that music. I don't know if I can remember well, being dude, into music I, then. All I did was watch MTV. Like right. I was such an MTV kid. True. Me and too, um, right. my, my uncle moved in with us when I was eight years old and he had a pair of turntables. They were unmatched and he had the, you know, the realistic mixer with the fader that clicked in the middle. Yeah. Um, 
And he would teach me how to blend records. And all the records he had were synth pop records like New Order, uh, Kraftwerk, Depeche Mode, Pet Shop Boys. He had like every Pet Shop Boys 12 inch known a man. Um, and I learned, yeah, I learned, you know, by mixing, you know, New Wave. And then, you know, you know, as, as the, the years went on, I discovered hip hop and right. from there, um, my, I, you know, I had a cousin who DJed, so he would teach me how to DJ. And then eventually, you know, I made friends at school and they were DJs. And so that's also, also how we formed our crew, the bangers. Right. Right. Dope. Yeah. yeah. I saw, and, and you guys were formerly had a different name, uh, that maybe was a little bit too explicit, uh, for some a little, people. A little risque. Uh, yeah. Risque. I was, I read this article that someone wrote about you and like the way they worded some of the stuff was kind of funny. Cause it was like, um, <laughs> I don't know where it is. Like I can't find it, but it was like, um, they were like, their crew was called the finger bangers. Thankfully, they're no longer <laughs> called that. Like, but just the way that, <laughs> it was like together, they're screwed the bangers originally, and thankfully, no longer named the finger bangers. Like, they were very like you know, it was a very uh, PC thing, which I I agree yeah, with. You yeah. don't want to you don't want to turn people off. And I know you were doing work with the Jabberwockies and getting into that corporate work and, uh, world, and I want to get into that, and that's why you had to change the yeah. name ultimately. Um, Yes. But um, before we get into that, um, so so who was in the bangers? Uh, just to shout out the whole crew. Uh, well, um, our original members were, of course, Golden Child, Nick yeah. No, uh, Dramel, uh, G-Rex, I'm sorry, G-Rex, uh, Square Wheezy, uh, DJ Replay, and we also had two additional members, DJ EJ and Rocky Rock, who ended up departing, um, you know, in the early 2000s. And um, right now it's the Core Six. So oh. minus the two extra guys, it was the core six still, still intact. Dope. Oh, that's amazing. So sh- I shout out to, to the that. crew. Yeah. Shout out to the bangers, all dope DJs. And like, you know, a question that I ask sometimes is do you, what do you think makes a dope DJ? Like we're always like, he's dope. She's dope. They're dope. Like, what do you think makes a dope DJ? I mean, you know, it could be a, you know, a, a bunch of different things. You know, selection is always like my my number one thing. So like for year, just, you know, over the years, even, you know, be, being a scratch head and being yeah. a technical, you know, totally. DJ, I always thought selection was the first, you know, the key thing because, you know, we grew up in the mobile scene before we learned how to do turntablism. You know, it was yeah. all about, you know, the mixtapes that you made and the, you know, the way you rock a party and, you know that's that's what it all revolved around so always selection no matter what selection before skills i always say because you know that's really the key to a good time because you know sometimes people don't want to hear you scratch but you know um yeah yeah also technical ability helps too. um adaptability you know the the you know being well-rounded and being able to adapt to any any surrounding you're you know you're you're faced with totally um there's a lot of factors man um no, yeah. those, those some are people good. Just really have more personality than skills, and sometimes that gets them far. It's, it's so crazy. It really, it really depends on the yeah. application, I guess. I think you're right. I mean, it's just being well rounded. Really, uh, has a big element of it, right? Like, it's like a player yeah. in a video game. Like, they could have the full strength, but like no defense or no this, you know, right. or something. Yeah. Like the the DJs <laughs> that sucks. you may not be, you know, you could be the top scratcher, but you might not know how to read the crowd or adapt to a right. situation or know how to talk to people or know how to understand making people dance or you could only make people, you know, there's the different factors. So I, in my opinion, it's yeah. like 
when you're well-rounded, when you have a little bit of everything, you know, people like DJ AM, like that's why it was so universal and magical yeah. to watch him because he was the epitome of skills with selection, with, um, reading the crowd with knowing what to do when, you know, all those Twitter yeah, arguments yeah. that everybody gets in mean nothing to a great DJ because yeah. there's a time and a place to play records and they know that I feel like, and it's not like yeah. the whole, well, Oh, you're playing that you're played out. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. I would never question what scratch Bastard is playing. You know what I mean? And be like, Oh, that's, right. that's played out, man. Like, what are you right. talking about? You know, like <laughs> just let the people live. Like I understand, you know, so I feel like some of those Twitter arguments can get, those can get played out. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, like there, yes, um, there, there was a Twitter question going around last week um, saying, you know, asking um, what song uh, makes a bad DJ. Is that, is it, I, I might be butchering the question. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw one person write, this is how I know I'm like getting older. Like they were like, if you're still playing ASAP Ferg work, that means you're a bad DJ. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Someone that, wrote that. that okay, and then that it sparked right the whole thing. And to me, look, I think that person was young. You know what I mean? I think that person had just sure. started DJing in the past bit since that song came out. <laughs> yeah. So probably to them, yeah. they're like, why are you still playing that? To us, we're like, what do you mean? We've been literally adding songs to our witch's cauldron that we've been stirring together yeah. since the fucking 90s. So like, we're, we right. have a huge bowl of soup that we could like, has every flavor on, in the world that we've been cooking. But like to them, they're like, you're still using oregano it's like yo we got oregano mixed with right. mad shit like you know like that one song <laughs> it does means nothing to me like do you understand what right. what we can do with that song that's why i'm like i'm not even engaging in that argument with those yeah. people and then and yeah sorry now let me cut you off no but, no like, no i cut you your... off i think so go <laughs> let me know yeah no think. no to, to go to go back to your question earlier about what makes a good dj i mean yeah um, your ability to play literally anything and make it work. You could take a song yes. that people hate, and if you make it work, then you're a fucking amazing DJ. Totally, totally. I always tell if people- If it makes sense in what you're doing and people get it, dude, that's, yeah. that speaks volumes. Yeah, like I say, they're like, what kind of style? I'm like, I play eclectic, but cohesive, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I'm going to be yes. all over the place. I'm going to really- play shit that you would never think together, but I'm going to make it cohesive in a way where you're like, why is that going together? But it's working and I'm dancing and I'm having fun. I'm singing and it's not like out of key or the wrong drum pattern or, I mean, I'm not perfect. Yes. Things will happen, you know, experimenting, but you know what I mean? Like, that's what I no, go every for. Every time I've seen you, you've played a cohesive set. It was yeah. never just you. But try to be all over the place. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you. But so, so yeah, that's what I try to, that's, you know, good open format DJ. You know, I've seen other good yes. one genre DJs, which exist as well. Um, but sure. I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, time and a place. Yeah, exactly. Um, dope. Yeah. So, um, so, so coming up like in San Jose, you started the bangers crew and um, you guys, you know, obviously would what throw parties, do production. And yep. um, I know that you, um, like put music out right that that ended up you just put it out kind of just like everyone else does for fun and for other djs and other people to listen to and it ended up finding its way to the jabberwockies uh dance crew right yes yeah and you ended up getting um, linked up with them and becoming like their main producers right like they were using it for their show um without 
you knowing? Do you, yeah. Can you tell us like the story yeah. behind all that? Yeah. So, okay. Um, one of the original members, uh, shout out wish one, um, he was part of, you know, the inception of the Jabberwockies, which was, a uh, um, uh, a collective of different uh, dance crews in the area. Right. And um, while they were forming the Jabberwockies, they were kind of forming the aesthetic of the crew, what they were all about, their style, their, you know, their look, everything. And um, it just so happens that they, uh, that he introduced them to our music and they formulated their style around our style of music, which was kind of like experimental electronic turntablism, hip hop, Right. Mishmash. I don't even know what to call it. But it was this album that we made. It was an album called Virus. We put it out in 2013. Okay. And, oh, not 2013. I'm sorry. 2003. 2003. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we put it out. And it was just one of those things where like, you know, we were just so happy to have it out of our hands that we kind of forgot to promote the album. So it just kind of like went out into the ether and we're just like, okay, cool. We made that album. That's out of the universe. Let's move on. Let's, let's, you know, um, you know, get better production. Let's, you know, hone our skills and, you know, just kind of take the next step as a crew and, you know, as artists and, you know, unbeknownst to us, the Jabberwockies were formulating their style around our music and around, around, um, you know, music that was, you know, similar to ours. Right. And so, you know, when they started to surface as a crew, um, you know, we were seeing these videos, you know, uh, Wish was showing us these videos like, yo, this is what we're doing with your music. And it was just the most mind blowing thing because it was like our music was coming alive. Yeah. And Incredible. so with that, yeah, it, it you know, it, it kind of brought awareness to this album that we just kind of made just for our own enjoyment. And from there, uh, they joined America's Best Dance Crew. And when they were on, they were poised to win this. They hit us up and they're like, yo, whether we win this or not, we want you to be our exclusive production team. So they flew us out to L.A. and we, you know, caught one of the one of the last episodes, you know, before they won. And we had like this super meeting with them and they're like, yo, if we win this or not, let's, let's work on some, you know, let's work on something big and massive together. And turns out they won the show. They ended up touring. They ended up getting all these endorsement deals and we got to produce music for all this stuff. And from, and that was around 2008. And from there till now, like we're still going strong with these guys. Like they're still in Las Vegas. They've had three or four Las Vegas shows over the last 10 years and we've produced all of them. And, um, yeah, we're still going strong with the guys. We just had a, a two-week stint at the uh, MGM uh, Grand Garden Arena. Um, while their theater was getting uh, prepped for their show, yeah. the, we did a, a two-week stint at the MGM Grand Arena. Um, and just performing in front of thousands of people was just so surreal. And it just really confirmed our involvement with them and, like, really showed that we still have something. We still have good chemistry. That's so dope. I love that. And were you up there DJing or were you just uh, listening? Like you produced the music and then you watched the show. It, yeah. So it was both. So um, for this two week engagement, we would open the show, you know, 30 minute sets. And then in the middle of the show, we would kind of do this sort of like gag with them where we would, you know, do like an audience participation thing while we were DJing. Yeah. And um but, you know, through the show, it was, you know, all of our edits, all of our remixes, um, everything oh. that we produce for them over the years. This this show right now, uh, Timeless by the Jabberwockies, um, is sort of like a, almost like a greatest hits in uh, a way okay. of of all their you know their past shows. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of new material as well, and you know, we've produced a lot of like you know 
edits and mixes for this show. So if you're ever in Vegas, check out Timeless at the MGM Grand. Jabberwockies, bangers. Ow. Oh, I love it. That is so cool, man. <laughs> I actually didn't realize that you did the music for the, for all the shows, all the Vegas shows. I, I saw you posting about that you were in Vegas and doing the show, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But I didn't realize, yeah. you know, until you broke it down right now that you had done all of them. And how does that work with being it, – it's crazy because they're a huge crew and you're a huge crew, you know, numbers-wise, yeah, especially yeah. for music production. How does, the, how does that – break down with the roles like in the in the music production um well i mean you know like we're like as a crew the bangers like we are used to you know working with in just pairs or all of us together as a crew throwing in ideas so like you know when we have studio sessions and i guess like you know production and writer camps yeah um will you know toss around ideas and you know the jabberwockies will be there kind of inputting their ideas and telling us what they'd like to hear within yeah. it um they also have a member in the jabberwockies who is also a really talented producer by the name of tj lewis okay. very dope dancer very dope producer and he's you know done a lot of the production with us for this round and um we yeah we just get into the studio we the the newest album that we just came out with timeless that you know goes with this show um we put together in a span of three months this is the quickest we've ever worked on anything together as a group wow and um it was it was poised to be released in march of 2020 and boom shut down Crazy. so right then yeah and so it, it was funny because everything shut down the week before we were supposed to go there for the red carpet wow and uh yeah the show had been on hold for you know months and months and months and Finally, they they um, started doing limited engagements at MGM, and then they did this two week engagement and got us involved. Right. So, yeah, I'm glad uh, glad you got to come back and do it, and you guys were able to pull it off and and do all that stuff. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Shout out to the Jabberwockies. Yeah, huge shout, and I'm so glad you guys that you're working with them like that. Um, and then you know, speaking of the pandemic when it kicked off. I mean, that was a crazy time for all of us as DJs. It still is. <laughs> but, I mean, at that time, I mean, it was nuts. You know what I mean? By the time April, May was hitting, like, everybody was just questioning what the hell's going on, how long is this going, what am I doing with my life? Like you said, like, questioning yeah. gigs you did, what you would go back to. And, and now it's so much later, a year and a half later. Um, yeah. What were, like you know, some of the things you learned during the pandemic and did you get in, I know you got into Twitch and you started doing weekly shows on there. Um, were there any, yeah. any positive things, you know, obviously rest in peace to everybody that, that lost, you know, that have lost their life and have bad things happening. So obviously it's horrible yeah. overshadowing, but were there any positive things that you were able to take out of it? Um, absolutely, man. And I think it's, um, you know, worth talking about where you know over the last maybe like few years of my career I've kind of had one foot in and one foot out of the game because I was just like you know I'm I, I've been doing this for a long time now I don't want to yeah. do this forever I want you know, I know and um yeah it just it gave me you know I was like always like over the last few years I've always been on the verge of burning out and yeah. when I would try to exit the game something would pull me back in like a really cool opportunity you know like mm -hmm. and that's what always keep me in the game. So when the pandemic hit, um, it gave me the time off that I needed. 
you yeah. know, because I, you know, DJing was just work for me at that point. And it was just like, Oh man, I'm, you know, I got to do these gigs. You know, I have this job where I this day job, I was working for NBC uh, as a PA and I was waking up at three in the morning on some days and I would have oh to go God. to sleep at three in the morning on some other days. And it was just taking Jesus. its toll on my body. <laughs> and, um, so when the pandemic hit, um, it gave me the the chance to, you know, like a lot of us to, to reset and yeah. kind of reevaluate everything. Like I said earlier, right. and, um, it just, you know, that it gave me a chance to fall back in love with it. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of, you know, it, it, you know, Twitch did that for a lot of people and, you know, it's been a pleasure watching people fall back in love with DJing or find new love and, and a new, uh, respect for the art. And, yeah. um, yeah, man. Like, you know, like I said, once I came back, I realized what I really want to do and what I, what's, I feel like was really worth my time because, you know, and I don't want to sound like a dickhead, you know, but like, you know, you get to a point in your career where you're like evaluating what's worth your time. Yeah. You know, completely. and, and so, and, and being, you know, the pandemic taught me to be okay with that. Yes. You know, to, totally. To really just, like, like I said, a self, a lesson of self-worth. Right. And I feel like th that's probably the biggest thing I got out of it besides falling back in love with it again. Right, right. No, I know what you mean. So. I think th there's an element of having to acknowledge things in our life that we want to ignore, whether it's anxiety, whether it's not liking a job, whether it's being on a hamster yeah. wheel of doing something like, like we get used to ignoring it and we think that's the solution but it keeps digging us deeper into this hole of burnout annoying lack of motivation all the and the anxiety gets worse or whatever the thing is mm -hmm. but like i've learned too over time and over this time like if you just acknowledge it and you're like hey what up anxiety thanks for being here with all my other feelings like work and then it like <laughs> it doesn't give it as much power like same with like not or acknowledging like i don't need to work every weekend maybe or whatever the things yeah. are that you personally struggle with and try to go i'm good positive vibes only i'm ignoring that like that's never gonna work dude yeah. you can say positive vibes only and say you're happy until you're gonna be yeah. crying and freaking out because like you need to yeah. acknowledge it'll catch things. up back to you, you it'll know? all your body your brain it'll all catch up back to you you have to deal with this stuff and and bring it to the forefront and whether whatever your method is meditation you know different mm -hmm you know, substance, whatever you want to do to help you figure it out. But, but I think just also just the acknowledgement of that type of stuff of like, and then that can help you fall back in love with it. If you can acknowledge what you don't like or acknowledge the feelings that you don't like, okay, they're here, you know, maybe I'm yeah. thinking pretty deep, but you know, I think that's the no, kind of stuff I took from you're it. You're absolutely too. right. Similar. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's given us a whole new, scope of self-awareness you yes. know when it comes to like you know you know things like performance anxiety or just yeah. you know feeling like you're burning out on the job of, yeah you know yeah and, and putting things on the back burner that need to be dealt with and brought to the forefront yeah totally and i feel like a lot of us really benefited from from the you know from not being in work yeah um to just you know really put these put these things out in front street and deal with them so yeah. that when we come back to work and things reopen, then it's easier for us to really like digest everything. And, you know, yeah. you know, cause you know, some of us are, are getting to a certain age and you know, if we're going to keep doing this, it's gotta be worth it for us. Yeah, totally. You gotta be doing it. For and the it's really right all reasons. up to you. Yeah. It's like really all up to you to figure out what it's worth to you. 
Yeah. You know, is it worth your sanity? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your energy? You know, things like that. So. Yeah, totally. And like, I think in our job, what I've noticed is like the amount of dope things that I've been lucky enough to do sometimes feel like they evaporate into the air. Like it's almost like, like my life is a humidifier. Like I'm like, oh, it's so dope. And then I'm like, eh, it's just, yeah. you know, I'm like, if I don't write it down, yeah. I don't even remember or post it on Instagram with a long caption. Like I don't even remember some of this shit that I've done. So no one else is going to remember yeah. it. Um, so it's, it's hard sometimes as an open format dj especially i think to leave a legacy or make music or do things that mean something or all that and and the other thing we've had that i think that we've gotten in touch with maybe you were more in touch with this beforehand um but is like activism and being um part of the world and using our powers to help the world i mean and yeah. making music or mixes or things that mean something you know leaving a legacy the way you're doing with the jabberwockies thing you can look back on and show that's something you've done forever that will live on forever as well as even just a couple yeah. months ago you came out with the song with lyrics born who you dj for and tour with and we should talk about that and i mean i love lyrics yep. born so much been a fan forever yep. um but uh, uh you know you you guys came out with this incredible song um, you know, there's been a lot of Asian American violence and all of these crazy things that have ha been happening and which is just among of all the other things happening. But that is, is a huge issue that's still going on. And that was a couple months ago, the spotlight was on it and you guys made a really cool yeah. song, um, that brought awareness to it as well as help raise money. And then I've noticed you've been doing other things that help raise money for things like on your band camp for different stuff and just the way that you connect the activism and the and the real causes i think is dope too yeah no and thank thank you for pointing that out man i mean it's you know again you know the the pandemic gave us you know like i said a, a sense of awareness for a lot of different things exactly and unfortunately one of those things was you know the rash of anti-asian violence yeah and uh, um you know we, I was doing a, a live stream with, uh, you know, Fran Boogie and Marky Proof. Uh, shout yeah. out to Marky and Fran Boogie. They put on a um, a live stream to benefit Stop AAPI Hate, which is a um, it's a group that you know tracks anti Asian um, incidents and right. um, keeps a log of them. And um, you know, they also you know uh, link people with resources. You know, when when they you know find themselves in these situations. So. Um, me and, me and LB came together and, you know, when I was doing this live stream, I, you know, hit him up and I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm doing this live stream. Can you make a dub? Can we get a dub plate for, you know, maybe like one of your songs real quick and, you know, just kind of shout out, you know, sort of like, you know, just, you know, you know, just yeah. being Asian and, you know, waving the flag. And he's just like, I, you know, let's 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 do a whole song. Let's do a whole new song. Dope. And so. Yeah, within a matter of 10 days, we produced a song, mixed it, mastered it, released it, shot a video, and put the video out in the span of 10 days. And we raised $6,000 to benefit Stop AAPI Hate. Amazing. And yeah, and he's just, you know, on, on top of, you know, doing that, um, another great thing that happened with Twitch is, you know, people started using it for good. They started using their platforms to benefit, you know, different causes and so you know and not not just twitch but you know Bandcamp. yeah and you know you know right. some of the resources that us djs and producers used over the pandemic to really survive um you know some of us have you know found a way to you know kind of give back 
And yeah. so, you know, shout out to, you know, SF Chicken Box, shout out to Vibes and Smiles, um, all, all the organizations and, you know, DJs that have, you know, you know, put me on and put, you know, all kinds of other DJs on to, you know, raise money for, you know, whatever the cause may be, whether it's, you know, anti-Asian violence or, you know, um, making, um, backpacks for schools, um, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, you know, if, when you have a platform, you, you almost, you know, sometimes you feel the responsibility of having to give back. And I feel like, you know, I, I try to give back as much as I can, you know, by doing benefits and doing things like that. So right. the pandemic was really good for that too. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always willing to dedicate my time and, you know, my energy, my money, everything to, you know, to the cause. Right. That's so dope. super yeah. dope. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And I think a lot of DJs have gotten more in touch with that. You know, even this podcast, you know, when we started, it was like, Hey, we're just telling funny DJ stories. And then we're talking about George <laughs> Floyd and black lives matter and all of these things that mm -hmm. are really serious and as uncomfortable as it is, or you want to ignore it in the same way we we're just talking about, you have to talk about these things, the real life things that we're dealing with, you know? And, um, yep. Yep. And it. it's only going to get crazier, you know, and especially with people, trying to ignore stuff and and we're still going through times with some people want to be like hey man the pandemic was crazy like we're still kind of in it guys <laughs> like <laughs> we're still here man there's a lot you of know, ups and downs going on woods. yeah so um i think you know i'm still trying to give everybody flexibility and time and patience and space and and all that sure you know through through all this time um yeah man so something else that that like I've been interested in, I like to like delve into is like how sometimes failure or rejection or just a bad night like can teach you something like has have you ever had like either a bad night that's taught you something or a time in your life where you felt like, you know what, like you said, I have one foot at one foot in one foot out. I'm going to quit DJing. Yeah. I'm done DJing. And then something else pulled you back in you know what i mean like yeah, um or yeah. gave you that inspiration like do you have any specific examples of that yeah um you know i mean i have my bad nights like any other dj and it always teaches you hey you should be more prepared for these situations whatever that may be yeah. you know like hey maybe i didn't have this type of music on deck and maybe i had you know i stepped into a party with a certain plan and it all went out the window and I didn't know how to recover from that. So we all have our nights with that. And that yeah. always teaches you a lesson. It always teaches you to be prepared, whether that's through uh, organizing your music, uh, going back and, you know, downloading new music, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I embrace those lessons, you know, still to this day. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as, um, you know, being burnt out and having one foot in and out of the game and then being pulled back in by some like, you know, really crazy opportunity. Like one of those opportunities, I was uh, blessed to be invited to the playlist retreat. Oh, incredible. In Jazzy. 2019. That's, uh, for and, people that don't you know, know, they usually probably everyone listening does. But the playlist retreat is at Jazzy Jeff's house and the most incredible musical human beings from the planet earth and probably other planets are invited to come and hang out. Right. <laughs> and, and bond and make yeah. music and inspire each other and work. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, sit through awesome workshops, like really valuable workshops and, you know, so. just be inspired by everybody. It's, it's, it's inspiration, collaboration. It's all of that. And, yeah. you know, just being able to really, you know, 
be there with your heroes and be there with the people that you admire and people be there with people that you don't know about yet that you end up, you know, walking out with a whole new family. You know, it's, it's so crazy. And it's just such a blessing to, to yeah. be able to, you know, take part in that. Um, shout out to Jazzy Jeff, shout out to the entire playlist fam. Um, you know, it's things like that that have, you know, like yeah. pulled me back into the game. Right. And it's so crazy. You know, like the, the whole Jabberwockies thing, that that was another thing where I was like, do I really want to come out of the pandemic as a DJ? Do I really want to do this anymore? Maybe this is my time. Maybe this is yeah. my, my, my graceful exit. And no, it's like, boom, here's another crazy opportunity. Yeah. Hope you're ready for it. So, um, <laughs> you know, funny? when those come, I embrace them. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I go head up with them. I, I, I prepare for them and that's what keeps me on my toes too, man. And that's what, you know, keeps me inspired is, you know, these, these really crazy off the wall opportunities. I just feel so blessed with that. It re-inspires me to go back to the drawing board and really just, you know, remind myself of why I love doing this. Right. I why know I it's weird like producing all that. Yeah, exactly. Like you just have to get back into that and like, and, and find that spark again sometimes if that's what you want to do. Um, I even yeah. heard you, I don't know if I read it in an article or heard you talk about it on somewhere else where you, you had entered the Red Bull three style and <laughs> gotten a rejection letter or something. And then at the same day, something big happened to you. Like, and I've had things like that happen to me the same exact day where you're just like, Oh, this is horrible. I'm done. And then the, one of the best things happens at the same time. Um, you yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I got, so I, I, you know, I, I, I applied first, I applied for the Red Bull Music Academy, which I got, you know, denied for. And then same, the I applied year, like a bunch I, of years in a row and just would never get picked. <laughs> what did it take? I, I want to know, know what it took to get in. I don't know. Yeah. My, my resume was looking thick. Mine was, was looking like good too at the time. I was going crazy. I was producing mad stuff. I had a record label. I was in multiple groups and bands and they were like, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Well, dude, what did it, what did it really take? And so, I don't know. you know, after, you know, after I got denied from that, um, I, um, and this was the first year that they actually accepted um, videos like submissions for, for uh, Red Bull three style. It was, you know, no longer an invitational. Right. And so I submitted a video. I thought my routine was dope. I yeah. was like, yeah, I put so I'm much sure into it, it. I was, yeah. And <laughs> I got declined and they said they had the nerve to send me a four pack of Red Bull. Like, sorry, kid. <laughs> But here you go. Fucking drink up. You're like, like I'm pouring this yeah. shit in the gutter. <laughs> no offense, Red Bull, but you know. Yeah, dude. I got to cry myself to sleep. How am I supposed to sleep when I'm drinking Red Bull? Oh, my God. You know, so. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, like the same day I got that uh, that rejection letter, I ended up getting yeah. an offer from Truth Life to, to uh, co-host uh, our radio show, Rebel Pop Radio on Wild 94.9, our heart radio. Ah, amazing. Yeah, and we're going on six years right now, man. So so dope. Yeah, I've done a yeah. mix. I did, I think, one or two mixes yeah. for you guys. And uh, you were you were one of our first guests. So we got to have you back again. I'd love to. I'm down. And um, shout to Truth Live. Such a great person. Such a great DJ. Love playing with him when yeah. I'm up in the bay. Shout out wherever. Truth Live. That's yeah. my brother. Um, so yeah, Rebel Pop Radio, six years strong. You guys are on the radio. Um, where can people find it? It's online as well as on the radio, right? Uh, like the uh, Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not listening in an Uber in between clubs at Saturday on Saturday nights at midnight, you can catch it on iHeartRadio. Okay. Um, 
I rarely post my radio mixes online. I should be better about it. Six years later, I'm still not good about posting my radio mixes. But a lot of the guests that we've had have posted their mixes on their, you know, respective mix clouds and sound clouds. So Rebel Pop Radio episodes are out there. Yeah, they're (laughs) out there. Don't really. We don't really. Mine's up there. Mine's on my mix cloud or something. I think it's somewhere. Yeah, it's probably buried in there somewhere. Yeah, I think it is. But you're, yeah, you, your mix was awesome, man. And you being one of our first guests, that was a serious blessing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and and I, yeah, I used to have a, I had a, a podcast with um, Mr. Best and Steve Wonder called Selected Eclectic for a while, and you did a mix yeah. for that too. That was dope. We had Nick Bike, yeah. you mm-hmm. like so many dope people. Um, that was super fun. Yeah, and it was just like some selection shit, right? Just, yeah, you know, just, yeah, totally. Just dope music. They've cut down on, yeah, or or they've cracked down on having these music podcasts. So a bunch of them got pulled off, and it got to the point where it was like, okay, maybe this isn't worth it. Um, you could do yeah. it on Mixcloud legally, though, um, but just yeah. not on Apple yeah. and Spotify and all that. Um, yeah, but I loved I loved that concept that you guys had going because it was like you know like all you guys as DJs I really admire. Yeah. So. Thanks. You know, to to have to have that be the focus of your show was really dope. It was like this isn't even about your DJ skills. This is about the songs that you pick. Yeah, it's like you said in the very beginning, you know? the selection. I just wanted people that had yeah. good taste and skilled DJs, of course, but just people that had dope yeah. taste in music and and uh, yeah. And the mixes. more oddball, the better. Not not exactly. for the sake of just being weird, but like yeah. you know, with intention, of course. Yeah, totally. I know we tried to bring it to Twitch for a while, but then. Uh, just didn't do it that much. Still could be a thing. We'll see. I don't know. And you're on, are you still you on Twitch still make it a uh, on a regular basis? Uh, not so much these days since everything's been reopening again. Right. You know, like I, um, yeah, but to be honest, I just started a new job, you know, and, you know, on top of that, doing gigs on the weekends, I've just been so like. Just right burning the candle at both ends again. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm starting to come to the point now where I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to start scaling back on these gigs again. Right. Is the job like something you enjoy doing? I'm sorry? Is the job something you like, like enjoy doing or? Oh, okay. So my new, my new day job, I probably shouldn't say too much about it, but I work for a grow company. You work for what? I work, I work for a grow company. Oh, okay. And, um, sounds fun. I I have recently become a mushroom cultivator. That sounds very fun and very uh, interesting, and uh, the beginnings it makes of me what... a fun guy. <laughs> Yay, a fun fun guy, <laughs> fun guy for the fun guy. I mean, that's yeah, dope. You know, so... we actually now I remember we talked about it a couple weeks ago when I saw you or a week ago, and um, I I think that's the future. Honestly, I mean, I think there's so much potential in that world for medicinal things and people's minds and therapies and yes, uh, as well as fun recreational things. But really, that other part of it uh, really could be tapped into, you know, even more than certain weed things. So um, that's dope. Yeah. I love to hear that. Sounds fun and sounds sounds like something you could still do music and DJing with in conjunction with and pick and choose how much to do. The DJing, absolutely. like you said. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's flexible job and, you know, it, it's it's also very inspiring. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It sounds dope. I mean, you just get to be yeah. like. You know I've, I, I've always enjoyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the fucking vibes. Yeah. You know the fucking size. No, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I've, I've always, you know, like. As you know, I've been DJing all my life. I've been producing for a long time. Right. And I've always 
want, you know, I've, I've always had to have another outlet, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, design, like, you know, pretending to be a designer <laughs> or, you know, editing, you know, just editing stuff, um, doing journalism, um, writing. Um, I've always had to have, I've always had to have another outlet. Right. Uh, and this is another outlet for me. So I've, yeah. I've been enjoying it. It's cause something completely different. That's, com- you know, kind of mostly disconnected from music, but you know, like it's also connected, but you know, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, just for my own, my own inspiration and my own sanity, I've always needed another, um, you know, right. Just something else, another creative outlet of some sort. So yeah, I yeah get it. I've been enjoying it. I mean, Learning you are a busy, craft. you are a busy person. Cause like we haven't even talked about, like we barely touched on that. You're the tour DJ for lyrics born. Right. So you, whenever yeah. he has a show, you're going around uh, DJing for him. Uh, what's that like? Yep. Is that, does that, you love that? Or? I love it. I love it because, you know, well, you know, shout out to LB, man. He's just such a, I've been a fan of his since, you know, since 97, since let's hear came out. And, um, Same that was when I first discovered his music and just, you know, over the years I've been a huge fan of his and just like his progression as an artist. And, you know, when we finally got to, you know, cross paths and work together, um, we, we discovered that we have such a great chemistry as, you know, as people and as yeah. artists. Dope. And, um, yeah. And it's so cool because, you know, like up until that point, I wasn't, I wasn't really used to working with artists, but I always knew what I wanted to hear in a record, in a record. So, you know, LB was, you know, gracious enough to let me, you know, really like take the wheel and direct him and produce him, you know? Um, and yeah, you know, that's, that's really just let me kind of spread my wings as far as, you know, production goes, because, you know, now I get to, you know, mold a record that I actually have been wanting to hear with one of my favorite artists and going on tour with him is also, you know, a really great thing because, you know, live, you know, we, we have, again, such a chemistry and so many people have told me this, like a lot of people that I respect, like tell me like you and LB have such a really, you know, just this crazy connection on stage. And like when I found Z trip told me this, he's like, when I found out that you and L, that you were DJing for LB, it just made so much sense to me. That's so cool. And yeah, that just meant so much to me. I was like, wow, dude, that's so cool that you see that. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, like I finally work work with somebody that I actually admire and that, that I love. Right, so, right. And you guys are on yeah. the same level musically. And Oh, that's so cool, man. I love to hear that. And like your remixes. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't want to cut off the. No, no, no. And I, just, and, and I was going to say, like, you know, we, you know, we were also really good friends, you know, over yeah, the years. Yeah, it seems like really it. good friends. And so, yeah, man. Shout out to LB. That's dope. Shout out to LB. I mean, just performing calling out every night would be like my highlight in my life. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> One of the Two best. of my favorite songs to perform with him are Calling Out and Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Oh, okay. That would be tight. Yeah. Yeah. Calling yeah. Out was just like, sing, yeah. Calling Out was that record when I was like coming from underground shit, but trying to play dance clubs like Hollywood or whatever, like mainstream clubs. And I could still totally. drop it and feel good about myself, but people would still dance. <laughs> and it was like, you yeah. know, you weren't at the prime, prime time of the night, but like you could play it. And then I did mashups with it and put acapellas over yeah. it because the beat was so dope and people would be like oh and it was like this it's a hype record this bridge for me because i'm like this is the kind of music i love but people can actually dance totally. to it it's not just like that slow underground hip-hop yeah. that nobody can dance to yeah it's an underground track with mass appeal yeah yeah 
Even yeah. dude, your yeah, totally. your Fleetwood Mac. I mean, so many of your, your remixes and your production is incredible. <laughs> but the Fleetwood Mac Thank one you, is so good. It really captures just like what you're saying. Like it hits all the different angles of that. Like we're I was listening to it in my car. Today, driving to my son's first football game and uh, with my wife oh, and kid, cool. and we're bumping your remix and like he's singing along because <laughs> cool. he knows the song, but he can hear when things are like remixed and changed and, uh, you know, yeah. he likes the new sound of things. And so, uh, yeah, oh, it's awesome. just it's cool to to hear like your just the way your sensibilities are and your ear for music and your ability to freak Ableton or whatever program you're using is like. Yeah, you're really good at it, man. It's like it's just Thanks, dope man. to hear and dope to hear your growth over time, too, with all of it. I appreciate that, man, really. And coming from you, it's such an honor, man, because, you you know, you've always been one of my favorite DJs and oh, I play the shit out of your remixes all the time. And to to be able to because, you know, I'm, I make these things for myself. I make, right. you know, like I said, I, I make things that I want to hear. I make things that I feel like are ideal to my style and my sound. Yeah. And if, if anybody else is on board, hey, welcome. Cool. Right. Um, and so to know, you know, like cats like you, like in, in your caliber are like super into it. That makes me so happy. Oh, man. And love it. It's always inspiring. So that's that's what that's what keeps me going, man. Like, yeah, knowing that these, you know, everyone, you know, all these DJs that I respect and all these DJs that I never knew about, you know, on the same note, like love these remixes. And it's so great because, you know, it's, again, you, you make these things for yourself. Right. You know. But like that's you don't, when, you're not really tripping about, you know, the spread or like how, how far it's going to go. But, right. you know, to know that people love it, it's amazing. It's I mean, sometimes the best rewarding. stuff, that's where it comes from, you know, making it for yourself and just for the love of it. And then that's when other people, the right people will gravitate towards it. That's how you can manifest things, you know, in your own way. It's supposed Absolutely. to be, you know, rather yeah, than. Man. So thank you. I yes. appreciate that. Oh, man. yeah, totally. Love it. I, I was like, just we, we kept bumping it over and over um <laughs> that's cool and uh some another crew that you're associated with or part of or you know let us know the details is the boom bap kids somebody that yeah. i learned about through twitch and was yeah. like holy shit this is the best coolest funniest <laughs> most fun musical great everything you know everything i love all together um what's yeah. your role in the boom bap kids how'd you hook up with them and what's going on there um, I've always known, um, all of the members, most of the members, um, you know, just kind of through the scene, through okay. DJing, through parties, through all of that, you know, right. like I've, you know, Silent John is from San Jose. Okay. Um, I've known, you know, I've known, you know, Mike Steele, you know, over the years through, uh, through, you know, his, his radio program. Um, um, and you know, just everybody like just that whole woes I've, you know, known, you know, from the art world, you know, cause I used to right. do a lot of art shows and I've known him through, you know, a lot of like mutual friends, you know, Jay Ski, I just met through this whole thing and, you know, Mikey Disco, I've known all these years through the party scene. So, um, when they got together and did this, you know, for, you know, for the pandemic, like on Twitch, it was just such a genius idea and I oh. loved it. And I was so like, guys, this is amazing. This is so cool. Like, you guys are fucking killing it. This is so dope. And they're like, hey, what would you think if we made a puppet of you? I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, that'd be so awesome. I didn't think they were really going to do it. And then like fucking they just started sending me pictures of like, here, this is us building your puppet. I'm like, what? You guys are really doing it. And Amazing. so, um, yeah, just over time, they're like, hey, how would you like to be in the crew and, you know, be a member of the Boom Bap Kids? I was like, dude, I fucking love it, man. That'd be fucking awesome. And so, you know, like you said, it was just everything that I love all yeah. in one, you know 
hip hip hop puppets like what's not to like yeah and everybody's always wanted a puppet of themselves oh my god everyone that's like the best (laughs) thing ever from the jerky boys uh, world (laughs) (laughs) sizzle chest yeah man (laughs) oh exactly yeah man but it's yeah they're they're completely killing it right now man i'm actually supposed to be in austin with them right now as we speak um doing a a a bunch of shows but um so what are they doing how are they doing shows in austin what is that like they do a puppet show yeah so what what happens is they're doing like a live dj set and they have a build you know a giant boom box with you know the the speaker holes and you know the tape deck hole yeah and um they come out of that and Wow. It's basically just a hip hop puppet show and a DJ set. So, you know, John silent John will be up there DJing with his puppet and, you know, he'll have the the puppet hands on his hands and he's DJing with the puppet in front of him. Oh my God. It's so crazy, man. And just like they, you know, they, they debuted the live show at, um, um, uh, what was that festival that, that just happened in in SoCal? It was like a, a funk festival. I know but, what you're um, saying. Hitting switches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Funk Fest or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so okay. um Oh, hit the switches. Hit the switches. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're we're looking to book more shows and you know, we're the the uh festival that I'm supposed to be at uh, with them got postponed to February. Oh, okay. So we'll be out there in February. But they decided to go since they already had everything booked and they decided to, you know, do a do a stream with Buck Rogers. Shout out to Buck Rogers. Oh tight. And uh do a couple shows out there. So I'm like getting serious FOMO looking at my stories and you know, <laughs> seeing them like send me videos of my puppet watching, you know, TV with them at the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, fucking around in Umami's room while she's out of town. Have they done anything with Little John yet? Yeah, um, they need to. He they, he loves them. I've heard him talk yeah, about them. Not in person, but I know Little John like really just gave him a super hardcore cosign. Yeah. So that really like that really kind of blew them up a little bit. So yeah, um, they, they yeah hopefully soon they can do something with Little John. Yeah, something that would be amazing. Yeah. Um. So. Um, Dope, man. Well, um, I uh, we got some some questions from the internet uh, when I asked. Yeah. I told people you're going to be on this show, and uh, we got a few to choose through uh, to to go through and choose from. Um, cool. Plattern, uh, Bay Area legend, uh, wrote in, <laughs> and I don't understand his question, but I will say it. <laughs> um, he said, "Ask him about the origin." of his and then dot 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 and there's a dude doing like a backflip and falling on his face is he talking about your origin of your black belt origin of like uh this gif he's I got don't a know pair he's... of nunchucks he, yeah he's got a pair of nunchucks in his hand okay and um that's something i do um <laughs> for for a lyrics born show um oh. I have, you know the dr- the drummer will have a drum solo um i'll have a scratch solo but i'll also have a nunchuck solo what so, are you good on nunchucks? I'll, yeah, yeah. So I'll come to the front of the stage and I'll just bust the nunchucks out for like sixteen bars. Damn. And yeah, it's it's become a thing. And um, I actually <laughs> during a Twitch stream early in the pandemic, um, I was doing a stream and a bunch of people were in the chat like, "Yo, do nunchucks, do nunchucks." <laughs> and the house that I used to live in, the room was so small. 
And I tried to do it and I ended up breaking my ceiling fan. So people raised money to buy me a new ceiling fan. <laughs> but, Thank God for Twitch. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's just a, it's a thing that i do like i yeah I, I don't even really remember how it started but like oh you know what it was lb did a video uh called real people for one of his singles yeah and um he had you know all of his fans and you know all of his friends send in iphone videos of them just kind of rocking out to his song right and i was in my studio and i was just kind of fucking around with a pair of nunchucks and i was like oh, maybe i'll just send a video of me doing these nunchucks and singing the song so he's like you got to do that at all the shows and i'm like dude like <laughs> i can't travel with nunchucks that's an illegal weapon like that's a yeah a seriously dude like be careful that, that was you know how like at, we talked about dj as is earlier he has a really funny twitch stream and he'll he has like mm. a phone number oh, where yeah. people call in and this dude called mm. in and told this whole story about how like he had to go to jail for something and he was out on probation and the pro and then he's like telling this story and the probation officer he tells says that the probation officer came to his house and saw nunchucks hanging on the wall and he had to go back yeah. to federal prison for like months and months. And this was like before. So he's like, I'm going in two months. So like I talked to Benji, like the dude went to jail and like got back out and yeah. like called Benji on the show. But like, um, yeah, be careful with those nunchucks, man. Yeah. In <laughs> California, they're illegal. So yeah. he was in possession of a, an illegal weapon. Yeah, he was in Wisconsin or something. But yeah. Violates all kinds of parole conditions. So <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I know. What if you yeah. knock a fan out? You're like, sorry, lyrics not born. Your lyrics knocked out. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, it almost has happened, but thankfully on stage I use plastic nunchucks. Oh, see the 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 truth comes yeah. out. The truth comes out. Okay, yeah, that's like Chris. That was I would like never, Chris I would Angel. Never go out there with a pair of wood nunchucks. That was Chris Angel giving up his secrets right there. The same level. <laughs> My, mind freak. <laughs> that was the as if he mind freak was given up. Um, all right. They, is he still doing shows in Vegas? Yo, he has like a restaurant. Like, I don't know. Uh, just recently, I saw something about his crazy, this restaurant. And then. It's like, a mind freak restaurant? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. And then he looked. Let's um, fucking go. And then. We're going. And yo, we should. Well, uh, Four Color Zach <laughs> should go. You know, Four Color Zach has like the whole Chris Angel. Um, like yeah. uh thing on his page you know but wait <laughs> yeah. i'm looking this up i'm looking this up here he has a restaurant and i saw this picture of him oh magician chris angel's restaurant in cabal i don't even know what city that is oh oh temporarily closes in overton okay it's temporarily closed Ooh, something's, something's oh no going something's going on here the pandemic's been hard but <laughs> These Yikes. pictures are like amazing. Like if you look up Chris Angel restaurant, it's him doing the Chris Angel stuff, but in front of like some like happy fast food type in, looking place. Like it should look like of, a Chris in Angel front of a place. Of ribs. I think it's called <laughs> Breakfast Lunch Pizza. Yes, I swear to God, it's the name of what? it. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called. Oh no, it's called Cabalp. C A B L P. That's the name of the restaurant. Cabalp. Chris Angel's Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza. Chris Angel's Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza. C-A-B-L-P. 
That's terrible, dude. He didn't even try. <laughs> My mind is so He's not like, freaked. bro, he mind freaked them into thinking it, and nobody could be like. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. They were like, Chris, that's, that's good. Um, wait, so, yo, Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, dude? Okay, we're reading Terrible. it now. Here we go. Let's go. We're fucking going. Angel and his partners, pizza maker Mike Barham and brother Costa Saranatkos, brought on executive chef Amy Karan Reynolds to handle the menu that takes something for everyone approach. Well, that is never good. Um, <laughs> breakfast features the Mind Fest. Oh, you can order the Mind the Fest for here. breakfast. Is it like a sampler? Guess it's what sampler it is. Pattern, huh? Two pancakes, bacon or sausage, an egg, and hash browns. What? Omelets <laughs> and buttermilk pancakes with chocolate chip pancakes with what is going on here what the with fuck is yanni's this? french toast and a cinnamon swirl bread and a belgian waffle is this all going on and a breakfast sandwich no way okay th this is freaking my mind breakfast so maybe features win the mind fest this is the way they describe it it literally says the mind fest with two pancakes mind bacon fest. or sausage an egg hash browns omelets buttermilk pancakes or chocolate chip pancakes Christos Yanni's, Christos Yanni's, both with apostrophes, French toast made with cinnamon swirl bread, a Belgian waffle, and a breakfast sandwich. That's you the get mind all of that shit. There's no way. Lunch, but check this. Lunch brings the <laughs> mind freak. The mind freak burger. Okay, no, with cheddar cheese, no, what's in it? bacon, and barbecue sauce topped with onion rings. Isn't that the Western thing from Carl's? <laughs> That's a Carl's Jr. Western bacon cheeseburger. Or you can order the Patriot. <laughs> oh, or is he going into some Trump territory? What's going on? With oh, the Patriot, no. sans the bacon and barbecue sauce. Or the fun guy. Oh, he's tapping into your world with the sauteed hey. mushrooms and melted Swiss cheese. Yo, they're just very straight ahead. They did not go hard enough with the Chris Angelness. It should be weird shit. There should be black <laughs> onions with like freaking your mind out with like the yeah, burger like is inside sauce. of the bun and shit. Yeah, disappearing sauce. Yeah. What are you doing? And like then you bite into a knife and it tastes like a funnel cake. Yeah, what? The ultimate turkey, a monster BLT club grilled cheese topped with bacon and more coleslaw on a pickle this just feels like you're going to like jerry's deli or something what is going on here <laughs> oh and then if they have pizzas too as noted because it's called breakfast oh, no. lunch and pizza what's breakfast lunch and pizza <laughs> that's crazy pizza is the one thing you could have for breakfast lunch and dinner so like why you what's it called kablap kablap <laughs> Chris, Angel, breakfast, lunch, pizza. Breakfast, but lunch, like pizza, pizza is something you can have for breakfast and lunch. Why are they doing that? Like at that. Oh, my God. If any, so diners can order the East Coast Mind Freak Classic and add <laughs> ingredients such as pepperoni, extra cheese, sausage, ham, bacon, grilled or breaded chicken, black. Olive. It's just normal shit. What's going on here, guys? What makes Mark, that East Coast? I don't know. The Jersey Shore Calzone. You can get, get the fuck out of here. Yo, they have fish and <laughs> chips. Go. 
Oh my god! Spaghetti. They have Mike B's homemade chicken. Is that like the Mike B? The Mike B. Uh, no, <laughs> sizzling <it>. fajita <laughs> skillet. There's no weird magician shit. This is crazy. Um, I mean, it's kind of a mind freak that there's all this food that you get all this food there. He says, this is from Chris. It's a Denny's. It's Denny's. He says, before we were a magic family, we were a restaurant family. You were? Oh, my dad. This is Chris Angel. My dad owned restaurants in New York for years. This, in many ways, is celebrating his memory (laughs) and our lives during that time. Probably owned a jack-in-the-box or something. This is just... (laughs) Okay. So it's in the middle of nowhere. We're going very far into this, but I mean... Okay, and they do some good things. They, they. Oh, they are not even doing it. They plan to start a free meal outreach program for underprivileged <laughs> and pediatric cancer families, but they have not done that. Okay, uh, we and now they're out of business there yet. But the, the intentions there. Okay. Um, well, very. I mean, it sounds like he should have partnered up with Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri's just yeah, killing it, and dude. they feel. I feel like they're they're cut from a similar cloth, right? I mean, not in yeah, a bad way. They, I've been to a Guy Fieri restaurant. They used to have one here in San Jose called Johnny Garlic's, and it was terrible. <laughs> terrible? Terrible. It was terrible, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, it was terrible. What is going on? And he's standing. He's Chris Angel in front of the restaurant. Like, I'm going to send you the picture. You got to look it up. But Yes, dude. Okay, so here, here's the plan. Here's the plan. Jesus Christ. Uh, in January, me and my buddies are going to go to Vegas, and we're going to go watch Kiss. And then we're going to go eat at Kabulp. I, I, think, I think that's genius. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, but, yeah for the entire stay, we're, we're eating nowhere but Kabulp. I'm looking. I'm trying to see. Well, it's it's temporarily closed. So, oh shit! Ah, uh, oh, damn it! Where is this? Oh my god! Okay, it's it's in Nevada somewhere. Some really weird place in Nevada. So maybe we'll just road trip there to- and film it. <laughs> it's, it's right next, next to the, bun- to the, the Lost City Museum, archaeology archaeology museum. So in case we need to Whoa. hit that up. <laughs> wow it really <laughs> in is in the middle of nowhere it's not close to las vegas like very much not close to las vegas where is it at like prim or something <laughs> it's one hour and four minute drive from las vegas okay we could do that i think it's in prim i think There's it's like worth... was that stink stinky pete's it's like a uh no no um... it's not in prim like it's oh. it's like just look it up it's in valley of fire steak State Park. I don't know where that. It's far from Prim, like way the other way. It's almost in um, by the Grand Canyon. Like it's like by the border, close to the border of whatever the states are next to it. What is it? Arizona and some other. <laughs> What's above Arizona? He, he, <laughs> he, he, he would, he would open up a restaurant in a place Utah. called fucking Valley of Fire. Exactly, Chris. Wow, amazing. Okay, well, we've learned we've learned a lot. I don't know how we led to that. All right, well, um, well, when you're open again, we'll see you there. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go back to the questions here. Um, oh, we've got a lot more questions since we started, actually, so I'm good. Okay, Yo Yoli oh, wrote in. Yo Yoli, shout to you. We love uh, you. Baby bird, what's um, good? And no question, why are you, she just said, why is he the cutest, humblest, perfect angel on earth? So uh, just some props. I'm no you. Chris Angel, but you know I'll take Angel. You're just an angel, dude. No Chris. No C R I S S. Thanks, Yoli. 
Who approved that name? C A B L P. I mean, Jesus Christ. Kabulp. At least have a dish that's a BLP. Like that's a breakfast, right. lunch, yeah, yeah, pizza yeah. all in one. Yeah. I would order that because then I'd be like pizza with eggs on it and like a burger underneath. Like I would try it. Like, you know, right. come on and make it magically like pop out from the ceiling and like I could throw it in yeah. my friend's mouth and then we get a new one or something. Yeah. Like com- coming down from the ceiling on hooks. Um, the yes, exactly. Come on, Chris. what's going on? We can help <laughs> you with waiter, the rebrand. Your waiter comes down from the ceiling suspended by hooks. I know. I used to watch Chris Angel Mind <laughs> Freak like all the time, oh. like oh, that dude, yeah. and like oh, yeah. intervention. I was learning how to do magic yeah. and watching people get off crack with their family like yes. every week of my yes. life. I don't know why. Intervention, I think, just made me feel better about myself or something. But that, that was a golden age for A and E. That was the A and E. They were up on the top there. And first forty-eight. Yeah. Holy shit! That was my oh, show, dude. dude. Oh, forget I learned about how it. to first get away one, with dude, any was... murder. I'm like, stop talking. They're figuring you out. <laughs> All you, I'm like, I've seen too many episodes where people get off and they just stop talking. So like, that's literally yeah. you can yeah, get away with you, any murder you're if you just go shit week after week. No, I was like, what? Yeah. And it made me learn these counties I never wanted to go to. Like, they'd be like, Broward County, or like some random county in Florida or Texas that was always people getting murdered. And then I would go do a show there, and I'd be like, holy shit, I'm in the first 48 county. Like, (laughs) I hope I I do not. I gotta do a show in Yolo County. Yeah, fuck, I'm in Yolo County. I'm in Yo-Yoli County. No. Um, (laughs) Yo-Yoli, we love you. Dude, you got two, two amazing women, both their DJ names start with Yo. One in Australia oh. and one in America. We got Yo Mafia, Yo Mafia? is the next one. Yo and Mafia. she says, same type of comment, too. Amazing. No question, but so cute. So all the love. <laughs> best. I think that's what she wrote. I think it was a little typo, but basically she loves you. Um, uh, Yo Mafia. Shout out Yo Mafia. What up, fam? All right. Next, Much we've love. got um, shout to her. She was on this podcast. She's great. I love her. She's yeah yeah i saw that she did an episode i need to go back to that one it's really good she's she's great i learned a lot from her too um this is Rita. am i saying it right i think he's a san jose dude rietta rietta i'm so sorry rietta yeah because i met him at the family affair thing and he came up to me and he was like spider i listen to your podcast what up so he might be listening and he's commenting so i want to this is rietta met him and he didn't, it's funny when people meet me and they don't tell me their name. Like, he's like, yo, <laughs> I listen to your shit. Nice to meet you. And then I'm like, dope. Bye. Nice to meet you too. I'm like, I didn't even meet you though. Like, what was your name? Yeah. And he's like, oh, Rietta. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm like, just tell yeah. me that. So he's coming with some hard hitting stuff. I don't know if this is like too deep for you to deal with, but he asks, does pineapple belong on pizza? That's oh like, man, uh, we had this. We had this conversation at um, at fam. No, actually, um, we had a, this conversation this past Sunday at a track, and I told him, ooh. if you feel like having a fucking pineapple on a pizza, you have a fucking pineapple on the pizza. Right. I bet you anything that if you went to Kabulp, you could get a pineapple on your pizza. Of course, and you could like you know magically like they could it'll in the air it'll get chopped up and end up on your yeah. pizza. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, like, he'll, like he'll, Chris Angel will come to your table, cut himself in the face, and pull out a pineapple <laughs> from his cheek. <laughs> he will grow a pineapple out of his <laughs> back jeans pocket and chop it up. Um, okay, I agree. Having pineapple on pizza is like debating whether you could play a song or not on Twitter. Like, I'm playing Joanna yeah. if I see fit, okay? I'm playing yeah. fucking Afro B or not. You're not telling me what's played out or not. And I'm putting pineapple on my pizza if I want to, okay? Exactly, I, dude. And yeah. I'm I'm cool with pineapple on pizza. I probably would never order it, but I would eat it. I mean, I'm in that camp. Hey. A Maui Zowie for round table has held me down on many Yo, occasions. Round table. That's my jam. That's some back in the day. That's back in the day talk. We had shakies down here. Round table and shakies. Oh, we had a shakies too here in San okay. Jose. Okay. Shakies was the spot. They get, they put your yeah. birthday up on like yep. the marquee up out in front. Yeah. Mojo potatoes. Yes. Got to get the mojos. Oh, yeah. We, we had, yeah. yeah. There was also those local spots. Like we had like flaky Jake's. Like, that was, like, only L.A. Flaky Jake, Which is such a great name. Like, someone needs to bring back I love Flaky it. Jake's. Like, that's just a great name for something. It's way better than Kabulp. Kabulp. Like, it sounds like a... I don't even know. Um, all right. <laughs> it sounds like an old Nintendo game. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that is a, yeah, it, it doesn't work. Um, I beat Kabulp in three hours. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Ride your dirt bikes in the middle of the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Um, all right, we got another San Jose person writing in. Um, he has written in before DJ Wingman One. Um, I don't think Wingman One. Wingman One. He was writing me when I, the day I was in San Jose with you. He's written me some some messages. He said um, he's got two messages. He says you're a dope scratcher. Um, Thanks. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Wingman One. You're a dope scratcher. <laughs> Peace. Now he says you're a dope scratcher. You think it's essential to have that skill to take your sets to the next level? I don't know if that's how he really said it, but. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Slash could shred. Yeah. You know, but Izzy Stradlin also held it down on the rhythm. Like, he didn't, Izzy Stradlin didn't need to shred. He was still badass. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if if you want to shred, Learn to shred. If you want to just play fucking beautiful music, learn all the chords you can. True. You don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have pineapple on your pizza. Exactly. You could just put yeah. one one pea. You could put pineapple juice inside of the dough. Has anyone ever tried Wow. That? It's like a stuffed crust, but when you bite into it, it's pineapple juice. Yeah, it's like the essence. It's like when you have wine, they're like, it's got the essence of blueberries, but you can't really taste it. Wow. Uh, Dole let, in the hole. Let's do that. <laughs> Dole in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> Come on, we got way better names, Chris Angel Restaurant. We got Dole in the I'm hole, saying, son. I'm um, in the wrong business. Yeah, Jesus. D in the H, Dole in the hole. Um, we got <laughs> Dole in the hole. Like home, do Allah. Come check with me and Yo, do your job. Exactly. Shout to Fur. Um, we got real time questions. Flip out just wrote a question this second. It popped up on my phone and it said, ask, No way. Ask him about the grave diggers. Um, <laughs> okay all right here what we is go. that I'm gonna, suicide it's a suicide but a bye-bye <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna show you what i know about the grave diggers okay Hold on. let's see we're give ready me a, give me a second okay let's play a tune here give, give give them a diversion real quick okay let's uh go into some tunage for you guys right now let's see what kind of hot music we got for you in the meantime we've got a uh, 
Right, people. This Thanks for tuning in. This is. Uh... Oh yes, thank you, thank. You. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. All right, Cutso's got Here's an idea. Because with two cups of blood. That's right. Oh, the Grave Diggers, known as one of the most hilarious groups in all of hip hop. Oh, Cutso's got an idea. All right, let's see. Ordered. Here we go. We're going into it. This is a, f- a flag of the album cover. It's a flag of the album cover. Yo, I need to bring that to like a soccer game or something. Wave it around. Yeah. My, I need to bring that to my yeah, son's yeah. sports game and wave it around. And the parents will be like, <laughs> what are around. you doing? I'll be like, suicide is a suicide. <laughs> Who are those guys? Be like, Two cups of blood, boy. Six feet deep. <laughs> um, danger, danger. I'll be like, ha, 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 ha. Um, that's... <laughs> Yo, that's incredible. Where the hell did you get that Etsy or something? <laughs> Where's that from? I found it on some like some Instagram page. I ordered the flag. I ordered the ski mask. I ordered the pin set. I ordered the T-shirt. I ordered wow. everything. Damn, I, I have need, a lot of Gravedigger's memorabilia. Now. I need a RZA drop on here, or at least a yo. Does the RZA you listening to DJ Spider? Yo, actually, do. No, that sounds more like the RZA on the Wu-Tang series on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, true. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> he he talks like that. Like, so, like, the Sundance, the last Sundance Film Festival I was at right before the pandemic, the January 2020, I was up there. And uh-huh. uh, Mr. Best, uh, another one of my good DJ friends, we go up there together out, all Mr. the Best. time. Shout out, Mr. Best. We, we were up there. He got booked to do the after party of the Wu-Tang movie the 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 movie not the hulu one the showtime one i think yeah yeah the, the after party the documentary the, doc, yeah, the documentary I saw that. Uh-huh. so we were there and they were like riz is gonna dj with you and he's like what should i do blah, blah. i'm like yo it's gonna be dope fucking play your shit so you know he knows what's up ryan mr best yeah, knows, knows yeah. all that so he he got together crazy crate playing this dope set very weird crowd there i remember like it's a lot of Wu-Tang, a lot of members of Wu-Tang, the RZA, like also like Jim Gaffigan, the comedian was there. Um, the, <laughs> That's awesome. The tough, like super tough guy, um, like movie star guy. That's uh, like, not like Hugh something. Like, I don't know, it was Hugh Jackman or something. Like, uh, what was his name? No, Russell. Say, Dolph Lundgren? Russell. I don't know. One of those super tough guy action movie guys. <laughs> Brian with, Bosworth? With... with <laughs> With Jim Gaffigan and Wu-Tang and Amanda Seals and Lil Rel, Lil Rel, that guy, and Amanda Seals. And Amanda Seals back there, and she grabs the mic. I have so many videos of this on my phone, too, I can show you. But she ends up rapping every word of, like, Wu-Tang, like, word for word, like, all these hip-hop songs, like, so ill. Like, I posted on my story. But RZA comes in, and he's going to DJ, and he goes to Ryan. He goes to Mr. Best, and he's like... What's the, what's the hottest song out right now? And Ryan's like, no, no, they want to hear like your <laughs> shit, like you know Wu Tang. Like everyone's there to hear Wu Tang. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you gotta play motorboat. You gotta play motorboat. And he's like, what is it? Gotta play motorboat. And he's like, motorboat. It, it was that song, you know the the Migos song, um, motorsport, motorsport. And so he's like, he was saying, mo- and so he's like, <laughs> motorsport, motorsport. So he he's like, oh, motorsport. So he fucking gets motorsport. 
And he's like, I don't think people are going to want to hear this. So, so Rizza gets on his computer and plays motorsports. Starts being like, where are the ladies at? Like when we're like, as if we're in Vegas and like nobody there wanted to hear that. Like they wanted to hear like ladies at kid? Ghostface rap and Raekwon rap. Like they're there. Like people are there. The Wu-Tang's yeah. And it just was hilarious watching him try to do play Mo Bamba. And like, he's trying to play all the hottest shit. Cause he thinks wow. he's at a club gig. You know, and it was like finally he starts getting into his own things and people start going nuts and and it was yeah. incredible. But like it's just so funny that even people like that they couldn't get the right idea of what you know he could have done. He he's the most powerful <laughs> person there. And he's still trying to like yeah. play to the crowd in a way and be like, Where are the ladies at? What do the girls want to hear? I'm like, the ladies are even <laughs> rapping this, you know, your music. So I think you're good. The ladies want to hear tears. Dude, the lady speaking of <laughs> ladies, ladies and Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, the ladies want to cry to Wu Tang. No, I did yeah. I mean, dude, I was in Aspen for the final night of the X Games doing like Louis Vito's closeout party, and it was like me. 12th planet the like drum and bass i mean like yeah. dubstep uh -huh. dude who's the best i love that guy um tina oh, yeah. t and i think it was us like and the uh woot they were like it was you it's you guys and ghostface and raekwon and i'm like oh, this wow. is the best and um there's way more parts to this story like i had broken my rib the day before uh or i'd Ouch. broken my rib Two days before in Aspen, flown to Utah to do the closing party of Sundance, flown back to Aspen because I was like, I will not miss this party. I'm getting to DJ in Aspen for the closing of the X Games with Raekwon and Ghostface. And so I flew back. Like a broken like, rib. Broken rib. Most pain ever. Like, I was dying. Wow. I couldn't breathe. Like, And I remember going up in the room and... They, you, they needed oxygen tanks because it's were so high up that they high can't elevation, breathe. Right. And it was like being in a Wu-Tang skit because I'm just hearing Ghostface complain about oxygen and be like, yo, yeah. hey, B, like, this isn't cool. Like, I can't breathe. Give me the fucking tank, B. Like, it would just sound like, you know, my wallabies and the <laughs> clocks and cream and the buttercream. And he's, like, talking about that. And I'm like, this is incredible. And then, like, they're smoking blunts, too, and doing oxygen tanks. And, like, I don't know how well that goes together. And then someone's like, you yeah. got a broken rib like hit the blunt i'm like i don't know if that's a good idea and they're like i'm telling you make you forget i'm like all right cool so like i hit it and instantly start coughing because i'm not good at blunts and like oh no worst Ouch. feeling ever it felt like someone was like stabbing my chest it was like oh, oh. and um so yeah i don't know i'm not forgetting about it yeah so i'm watching but then so we so we go and i guess there's a group in denver called the ladies of wu-tang and they're an all-female wu-tang all women, female, all women, Wu-Tang cover band that just raps. Wow. So dope. I mean, and some of them wow. are like huge, like they're intimidating. Yeah. Like, and some of, yeah. you know, some of them are like, I'm Method Man. I'm this person. You know, I'm, I'm you God. I'm, like, I'm Baekwon the chef. Yeah, there's eight yeah. of them. I mean, they're all out there. <laughs> so Raekwon and Ghostface invited them to come up and come out. So they're in the show and they're like, yo, you guys want to see some shit? No, no, no. I forgot how they introduced it, but they're like, ladies of Wu-Tang. They come out, <laughs> people go nuts. And so basically the ladies of Wu-Tang are doing the Wu-Tang songs with Raekwon and Ghostface. They're stage diving. Wow. I mean, and some of these ladies are like large ladies, like stage diving onto the people. Like we're at Belly yes. Up Aspen, like this little spot that like Z-Trip and all these people do dope shows at. And um, that was up. just, yeah, Belly Up. 
And yeah, yeah. it was, I mean, I'll never forget any of that. It's Broken River Knot. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. <laughs> and I'll never forget That's the ladies so funny, of Wu-Tang. Yeah. As you're telling this story, I was imagining all this happening at the belly up. It it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were picturing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was all going down there. Like, um, I gotta see if it's Aspen even. Aspen's wild, man. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing up there. But yeah, I, I, you know, it was a whole thing where like I was doing something for Red Bull, and they had Louis Vito. They had me teach Louis Vito from the X Games, like it's pro snowboarder, how to DJ, and they filmed it, and then they filmed me learning to snowboard. And I'm like, this is oh, not no. going to go Is that well. how you broke your rib? Yeah, like, well, so he takes me up. He goes, we're going to the top <laughs> of the hardest hill in the X Games. I'm like, you're going you're gonna to kill me. So we go up and we do it and actually do it successfully. And I'm like, I have the biggest ego after that because he taught me everything. And I did it and I made it all the way down. I was actually doing good. So the next day, everyone's like, we're going snowboarding again. You want to come? I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking pro, dude. I went down the main hill with the X Games, the guy that's in the X Games. Yeah. So they're like, all right, yeah, cool. We're, we're going to the K2 in the yeah. morning. So that's what happened. They go, we're going to go on the terrain ride. It's pretty hard. And I go, well, no, I can't do that. He taught me how to do the back and forth. And they're like, <laughs> you'll be fine. Just avoid the bumps. And I'm like, okay. Next <laughs> thing I know, like, rocks. I just keep going over the bumps. I can't fight it and i fall like a thousand times and something happened or i fell in this weird way and it hurt so bad and i kept telling everyone i'm like it hurts really bad and they're like dude stop being a bitch you know whatever like if you broke your rib you would know it you know everyone kept saying that to me and i was like it's like oh i know it. i think okay so i know it i'm telling you now i know it like it hurts i can't breathe (laughs) i can't laugh i can't live i can't function you're fine, dude. Yeah. You're overreacting. You're overreacting. You know, so I ended up, wow. we went out. I got super drunk. And then I was like, I think I still feel <laughs> it, but I don't even know. And then I woke up the next morning like, oh, this is really bad. And I had to fly to Sundance to fucking DJ the final closing award show party of Sundance Film Festival. And I remember like I flew out there and oh got got there and like got off the airplane and was like take me to the hospital right away and they're like what are you talking about i'm like something's wrong with me and i went and they did the x-ray and like yeah you broke your rib and uh and that was actually a night where god <laughs> did not want me to dj as well and fucked the whole gig up yeah. but it was to my like not to my detriment it helped me like it was all runoff generators or something and i remember getting up there and just being like i couldn't lean over because it hurt so bad and yeah. um they the power went out and a little bit into my set and they were like we can't get it back on like we apologize profusely we don't know what to do and i ended up getting paid in full and i was like oh man (laughs) i'm so sorry guys (laughs) and like i left and i only had to dj a little bit i was like thank you god and then i was like i'm still going back to aspen i don't care like um um, and so i went back the next day and just forced myself to do it and uh you're you're a fucking gangster for that i had to do it i did the same thing with my ankle i broke my ankle like months not even too long after that like with less than a year i broke my ankle like an idiot and then just dude kept, what are you doing back. out there man? dude i don't know i was in the snows in chicago it was after we'd been drinking i had my dj bag and i thought it was cool it was a blizzard and i'd never really been in a crazy blizzard like that and i, I thought it was cool that you could slide like you could skateboard on the street without a skateboard so i would run and slide you know you do in your house in socks 
So I was doing yeah. that in the sidewalk at three in the morning in Chicago with my DJ bag on after drinking a bunch of tequila. Next thing I know, I must have hit something under and fell back, and I heard it sound like wood cracking. And I'm laying down. I'm like, something bad just happened. But like, I, you know, you're drunk. I'm trying to keep going. I'm like, I'm good. And then I'm like, I'm not good. And so just that was bad. Like, could, could you please just stay away from snow from now on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have not snowboarded since. I've not pretended to skateboard, and uh, yeah, I think yeah, I don't know. But a lot of a lot of injuries come uh, from my DJing. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. You weren't even DJing, man. I know. I mean, I I I'm I'm accident prone. I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah. yeah, that was that was hardcore. We had just had my son; like he was months old, like maybe like a few months old, and. I came back to L.A. and told my wife, like, I'm screwed. Like, I can't hold him. I can't move. Like, I'm laying on the couch. Like, can you bring me water? She's like, I'm going to murder you. Like, I've got an infant. And, like, <laughs> you're coming back here all fucked up. So I bought a knee scooter and just kept going back on the road and, like, learned how to ride that shit through airports and just kept DJing with wow, my knee scooter. <laughs> I was like, I got to pay for this child. Um, <laughs> dad life. Um, all right. That's awesome. Well, man. Shit. I don't want to keep you too long. Let's get, let's hit a couple more internet questions. Um, and then we'll get out of here. Um, cool. Wingman one got a, one more. He said, San Jose repping. Whatever happened to your DJ school? You got talent, yo. You got talent, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you have a DJ school? I don't know, man. I, had a, I, I used to teach DJ lessons uh, oh, well, at a I mean, music school here in San Jose. As we've learned, you've got about 7,000 projects and people you work with and things you do and full-time <laughs> jobs and many interests. So I, I understand. Um, but so what? You used to yeah. teach lessons and it was just too much to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't taught DJ lessons in probably over a decade. So Okay. Well, Wingman One's yeah. been following you, man. He knows what's up. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'll let you know if I, if I ever become hard up and I need to teach DJ lessons to survive. I'll let I you mean, know. that could be, you know, honestly, I've seen a lot of older DJs sort of find their happiness through that. You know what I mean? Seeing revolution, like oh, Revo yeah. revolution. Tell me about how much joy and good things come from him actually being a teacher and the beat junkies and all these people the is actually junkies, incredible. Yeah. It's inspiring to me. Like once in a while I feel like I want to start a DJ school or like open something in my neighborhood and teach all the people around here and the kids and my, my kids friends, you know, like spread that, yeah. that knowledge, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't know if I got the patience or it might be tedious or you have to learn how to It requires teach. a lot of patience for yeah, sure. Right. Which I can't believe Revolution yeah. or even the Beat Junkies are good at that patient part, but they, they really are. They are, man. Shout-outs to the Beat Junkies and Revolution. Massive shout. For real. Some of, the, some of my biggest inspirations. Um, Absolutely. All right, let's hit a few more. We got the people are sending them in, like, live right now. It's weird. It's, it's midnight right now, Sweet. guys. It's almost 1 in the morning for anyone <laughs> listening. So if we're starting to go off the rails, that's why. He's on the yeah, Yerba Mate and Jameson. Yeah. I'm drinking Syntax Imperial Peanut Butter Stout, and uh, we're planning out peanut our moves. Peanut Butter Stout. It's really good, actually. That um, sounds great. Yeah. No, Z-Trip put me onto this stuff called Vanilla Cream Soda or some kind of cream soda oh. beer that's made by this Mother Earth Brewing Company. Like, the one time nice. I got to go to Z-Trip's house, he, he gave me that. I was at Legoland with my kid, and I posted something on Instagram. Z-Trip's like, yo, like... 
you know, we should meet up. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so I end up like sneaking out of Legoland, driving all the way out to his place. And I was like, this is the greatest night of my life. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anytime in San Diego, he always says like, yo, hit me up, man. Let's go get fish tacos or something. I know. I didn't even realize he was down that way. So, um, yeah. yeah, so dope. So cool to just build with him and see his house and stuff. Um, but apparently uh, he's neighbors with Steve Caballero. Yes. I heard that. It was, yeah. I was at a shout to Steve Cavalier. I was at a Yom Kippur. I mean, speaking of old school skaters, I was at a Yom Kippur uh, dinner last night to break the fast of like a Jewish holiday. And uh, one nice. of the dads is like, oh, yeah, one of the other dads in uh, my son's class, um, he was from those guys, you know, that used to be in. Venice or Santa Monica, the boys or something. <laughs> I was like Dogtown and Z Boys. Like, yeah, Natas. And I was like, oh, Natas. Like, yo, he's like a legendary. Wow. I'm like, I would like try to get his skateboard deck. Like, that was my life. Like, looking up to those guys. You know, he's like, oh yeah, he's another dad in the class. I'm like, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome, right? I'm like, that's crazy, dude. I mean, the amount of people <laughs> in these schools, like in my kid's school, like. I'll do the I'll DJ the fundraiser Zoom and it's like me like Paul Stanley from Kiss like his kid goes so he like <laughs> he ended up doing this entire performance of a Motown song with backup singers and like it was no amazing way. it was so good you know and like Lisa Loeb <laughs> played a song and like Nick Lachey Lisa Vanessa Loeb. Malone Nick Lachey and Vanessa Manola are singing songs like it was like a whole like thing and I'm like DJing and my kid is like the MC like on the mic and he's shouting people out on the zoom like I see you I see your dog oh what's up Eloise hey what's up Wesley you know and it's like <laughs> Definitely a surreal thing, uh, going, being a dad. Hey, what's up, Rufus? Turn on your mic. <laughs> totally. Like, being a dad in L.A., like, and taking and going to school is just... Wiz Khalifa's kid was in uh, my kid's class for a while. Like, I'd come and we were oh, doing wow. the Halloween fair, like, doing the thing, and he's coming through, like, getting all the gummy worms. Like, what's up, bro? Like, this is fucking ah, amazing. Like, Amber Rose strolling through, like, tight clothes on. Um, nice. Yeah. A lot, <laughs> little slut walk for the kids. A lot of... Crazy, crazy things down here. Um, <laughs> the Gregory Music writes, do you have any tips on building additional branding like merch? Cuddy Mart is dope. He didn't hey, write dope like yeah. that, but I just, I said dope like that. <laughs> um, I, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So you you collabed with um, DJ Marvel, uh, who is our previous podcast guest from yeah. vancouver canada yeah, thanks, and did thanks some, for the shout out by the way Hell yeah, yeah some yeah totally and you did some cutty mark clothing um so yeah any tips on building additional branding like that or anything honestly i'm still learning about it okay <laughs> like so just try two years later i'm still learning man i mean you know like i said i do all of it on my phone um but I mean, just, you know, get the business side of it straight, man. You know, yeah. like make sure you're paying your taxes, <laughs> um, you know, make sure that you're pressing your stuff on quality shirts. Nobody likes those canvas Bella shirts. Um, the worst, you know, you, yeah. The, 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 the when I have a neck, nice like, shirt, if somebody thin, like I would pay more for a nice shirt and I wear it longer. I wear it for like five years. The other shirts like disintegrate yeah. or shrink or something after like a month, you know? not worth it yeah do your research yeah. find a brand that 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 will vintage nicely right. and then go with that come on i agree 
Yeah. All right. But, you know, I mean, with just Cuddy Mart, you know, like I literally just make this stuff for people who get the joke, it, whether it's five people or like, you know, 500 people. Like, yeah. I'm really it's it's like my music. I make things that I listen. I want to listen to and I want to play. I make things that I want to wear. Right. Totally. And makes sense. if you're in, a, if you're in on the joke, cool. If not, this ain't for you. Exactly. Just, so just be yourself. That's that's the, all the advice I have for that. Be yourself because people will gravitate to a brand that is genuine and real. Um, if you want to exactly. call it a brand, you if know, it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, I, at this point, I would call it a brand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, shout all out. right. Yeah, thank you. Shout out Gregory <laughs> Music. Um, Easy Uno, why is the San Jose nightlife so slept on? And what happened to San Jose Motown Mondays? Oh, shout out Easy Uno. Um Motown on Mondays, uh, we actually, uh, right before the pandemic, uh, we lost our venue, uh, okay. unfortunately. And um, yeah, um, it's it, it will be back. I will not be um, uh, involved with it, unfortunately, because, you know, I have this day job. I have a lot going on in my life right now. Excellent. And uh, running a weekly is pretty hectic. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, um, but, you know, I have some really good homies that will be taking the reins for that, and that will be up and running real soon. Um, San so. Jose Nightlife, um, it's it's still around. It's still alive and kicking, I guess. Um, there's a few spots that are really dope. You know, there's SP2, there's Nova. Uh, Shouts to Golden Child and Nappy. They do an R&B Thursday there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the Continental if you want some good quality house music. Um there's a lot going on in San Jose, man, you know, and sometimes, you know, you might be able to find a cool little parking lot party going on and, uh, you know, it, the cool little like pop up roller skate thing going on in front of City Hall, you know, on a certain night. Right. Um, you know, San, San Jose is uh, it's 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 starting to bloom again. I, I've seen San Jose um, go through so many phases, you know, so many ups and downs as far as nightlife goes. And I think like right now, now that everything's reopening and, you know, we have like a whole new generation of people that want to go out and have fun. Yeah. They're starting to, you know, discover, you know, the nightlife, the clubs, the, you know, just the culture of San Jose. Right. So, um, yeah, man, there's a lot going on out here, man. You just got to keep your ears to the street. Helps to follow a guy like me, too, because I'm involved in some of this stuff. So That's right. So make sure you follow Cutso at C-U-T-S-O everywhere. Ow. Let's get it. Um, all right. A couple more, and we're out of here. It's Ooh. Oh, we got three questions ah, from It's Shout ooh. out to, oh, man, my man, Ooh. Ooh, Don, what up? It's Ooh. That sounds you like. You see it? What's up? It's like a pop smoke ad lib. Um <laughs> <laughs> Walk with me. Um, why do corgi dogs so cute? I think that's a typo, but I think we get the point of it. No, he he sent me a video of uh, corgi the other day, and it like really brightened my day. I nice. love I dog videos on Instagram is my like dogs shoes and so um yeah dog shoes and food on Instagram. That's that's really what I'm on IG for. I love it. TikTok has so some shout good out stuff to in that world as well. If you're gonna delve into the TikTok experience. Um, I, I have yet to. I should. Yet to. Oh, if you like those videos, yeah. go on there. You're going to lose your mind. They're long and crazy, and they'll suck you in forever. Um, oh, man. My girlfriend sends me, like, the best TikTok videos. It's so funny. Yeah, there's crazy ones. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, two more from him. Uh, what's more stressful, cleaning up record crates of vinyl or car getting broke into with equipment, equipment inside? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the <laughs> um, latter, well, but I'll let you speak for it. You know, um, equipment, I don't mind losing because you could always replace it. True. But losing your records, losing your laptop, that's always the painful thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can alleviate all this stress by not leaving your stuff in the car. Well, that leads us to the next question. He says, what's a pro tip for not doing gigs in the... Wait, what? Oh, what's a pro tip for doing gigs in the Bay and not getting your car bipped? Is that some Bay slang? You can't avoid that. You can't You can't avoid getting get bipped. Car bipped. Getting bipped. Yeah. Is getting that real? Car bipped real, is, you know, real get, word? Yeah, getting your car broken into and getting your shit stolen um people will bip your car while you're driving on the street like it happens you call a car bip or a car jack that's a jack bip i i i i have an anti-bip tip okay Um, you park your car if you park your car leave your glove but first of all don't leave anything in the car i got bipped last month um because i had a hoodie and a fanny pack with pretzels in it it was my work bag it was like a massage wow. ball and pretzels in this fanny pack. And I left that in my back seat. I got bipped. Fucking, you know, I drive an Audi, so that's a $400 fix on the window. Right. And I got, you know, I got my work bag stolen. I had like my aromatherapy shit in there and my massage ball, a bag of pretzels. So Damn. my anti-bip tip, one, don't leave anything in your car at all. Nothing. Don't leave anything in your car. Two, if you're going to park your car, leave the glove box open, leave the console open and show them, Hey, there's nothing here for you. Yeah. Good idea. Like just leave and it open. Maybe you won't get bipped. <laughs> leave that shit open. I know. It's like the whole thing where they yeah. break the window. It's like, come on, just leave that shit alone. Yeah, dude, you, you know, what's fucked up, man. I, so this happened last month. I got bipped and I also got a ticket. <laughs> it's like come on and i don't i don't know if i, I don't that's know that's why the parking enforcement is like bipped. they got no oh yeah maybe it no could love. have been before but no love but come on guys. yeah you're gonna give me a ticket so. after i got bipped no i know we got a lot of we got a lot of bippers around here <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. a bip, bip is the, got bipping is the new pandemic yeah bip yo there's mad bipping going on everywhere like it's nuts dude i live where i live like yeah. people would never think you would get your shit broken into like we're up in the cut like on this hill and we get people coming up here all the time and they got like 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 plans like so I, I watched a dude on this camera outside my house drove his girl up had his girl get out of the car she has a blonde she has blonde hair tied up in a bun with a sports bra and sport and jogging pants and jogging shoes on and she comes up the driveway and tries to open all my car my wife's car my neighbors all the cars around and gets in gets into my wife steals everything steals fucking yep. whatever was there and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and then I ended up talking to the cops and they were like, oh, that's all the time because we catch them all the time because they say, oh, we're just out for a jog. What are you talking about? Because so he has Mm -hmm. his girl go do it and she looks like you would never think. And then she grabs everything, jumps back in the car and they go, oh, no, we're just out working out, you know. Um, So they got like plans and dude, someone stole our car out right in front of my house the other night, like a couple months ago, but it was like, <sighs> I was like, Holy shit. Like that was oh, a shit. big whole long story experience, but we ended up getting it back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of bipping going yeah. on out here in these. I, I, I had a whole car. I had my car stolen with all of my equipment one time. Oh, I had God. a PA. 
I had a PA in there. I had two turntables. I had, you know, my 57 back when the 57 was the current mixer. Yeah. And I was at the mall. I was at the fucking baller mall. Like, you didn't think <laughs> right. that shit could happen. No, I don't they leave my shit in my car. car anymore. Like it's like, yeah, no, you, you know, it's don't, bad. I don't, I don't even leave my ear, my, my, like my, my earphones in the car. Like no. people will break your window just to take those. Yeah, I know. Especially in the bay. So, dude, it's crazy up in the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't get bipped. Don't, don't, you know, don't leave yourself uh, open for that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> don't be caught slipping. You be getting, bipped. yeah, get, get, Bipping and slipping. <laughs> don't be bipping. Don't be slipping. You be caught getting bipping. I can't. I can't bipping. do it. It's too late. Get I'm trying to. Know, I'm trying, I, I need E40 to come help me with his slang right now. <laughs> if you get bipping, you be slipping. Oh, don't be. You be getting bippers off. If you be getting caught slippers. No, that's not good. <laughs> Ooh. You sound. You sound like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> E40, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My E40 impression. Ah. Definitely. Down, down I'm sorry. I'm sorry. E40. Yeah. Yeah. boy. I need a I need a ooh in here. I need like a Yes sir. Yeah, you gotta throw that in there. Ooh. I don't know. I gotta Or or a biatch. Tell me when to go. Oh, that's true. I need some biatch in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you need some kind of Bay Area drop in there. True, true. Okay. Yes, sir. That's right, Pharrell. Okay. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take Pharrell. Pharrell works. <laughs> Pharrell works forever. Yes, sir. I mean, that's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's nonsense. He's ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah all he covers all areas. Um, all right. Well, man, we've learned a lot. We've we've done the latest podcast ever recorded. We're into one in the morning. and um, Wow. We made it. We're, we, we've hit champion levels here. Champion. This is... <laughs> This is cow. Sleep is going to be this that much sweeter tonight, man. Breakfast, lunch, and pizza levels of uh, <laughs> championship. <laughs> yeah, sleep Dude, is going to be don't good. Don't get bipped so you can go to Kabulp. Don't get bipped. And um, that's, you know, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. But no, you have told us some really cool, some, some given us some great insight and learning about your journey and all the stuff you're doing is super inspirational. And, um, I'm just happy to catch up with you and that people to get to know you better and to hear your history. And hopefully uh, everybody will go from here and check out all of your pages, which, like I said before, correct me if I'm wrong, is Cutso, right? Just at Cutso on everything. Cutso all across the boards. Across the boards. We're putting numbers on the boards and we're putting Cutso on the boards. And um, yeah, is there any, do you have any... um, Last words, you know, final words, words of encouragement for the DJs, any words of wisdom, anything you want to leave, leave out there for the DJs. Yeah, um, man, just know your worth. I like that. That's like the neon sign on Jesus and Miro or something. Know your worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your neon sign going to say? Yeah. Know your worth. That's straight. Yeah. You know. I'm, sure, I'm sure that's been a neon sign for somebody. Maybe. Know your worth. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Um, there it is. Amazing. Well, you know. Yeah, well, Cutso, thank you for coming on the 20 podcast. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Go check him out. And uh, hopefully I will see you in person somewhere soon. You already know, man. It's been an honor, man. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. Thank you. I love the show, and I'm I'm finally glad. I'm glad to finally be a guest. I know you answer. told so me you, you listened to it for like these long stretches, so I was uh, I was honored. I, l- I love to hear that when people actually take the time to listen. So so happy to have you on. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, keep doing your thing. Can't wait to hear the next stuff you put out and all that stuff and learn about your oh, yeah. even your job and all those things. So thanks again, man. You already know, man. Thank you so much. All right, peace. Peace. Okay, that was uh, great. Great podcast. One of the latest podcasts we've ever recorded. And um, I hope you can hear that in the in the mix. Uh, thank you so much to Cutso for coming on and sharing all those knowledge darts straight from his brain into the mic, into your ethos. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed it. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider, signing off. See you next week, peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.